Here's to the innovators, the makers, the doers, and the hustlers of D.C. With Facebook Elevate, you can grow your business, build your online presence, kickstart your career, or turn your passion of creating content into a reality. Facebook Elevate is a program that provides free digital marketing courses and one-on-one -on -one coaching from experts that can help you grow your business. Learn more at Facebook.com slash FB Elevate. Facebook Elevate. On the rise. Together. Recorded live. Number of us just stood up to their flag. We all know that that flag has never represented us or our freedom. So, at this time, I'd just like to talk to what it's you to do. All the stand. Push your black power fist in the air. Come on. If you want the lyrics to the song, I want the song. If you have a CD back there, if you want the song with the clicker, I will give it to you. Because as the brother said, this is something that we should have at our event. So I'll open up each event. Right, Father? Right, Oh,
event. We need to make sure that that's uh, pumped into the heads of our youth, pumped into our own mind first, so we'll have a reason to give it to the youth and understand what it means when we do give it to them. But uh, let's see. With that being with that being said, though, I wonder. Um, I, I got in the title tonight, you know, talking about this uh, evolution thing and how they're going to have to change the, uh, you know, they got to change the records again because uh, we, we found it, found out some uh, different information. I'm going to be this in. Uh, all right, all right. We're going to plug this stuff in real quick, get this out. I'm going to make sure I throw this information in the chat room, send it out to everybody. Got a, got a little fine. Let me see here. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me see. Make sure I don't lose it. Oh, man. I got so many tabs open with so much different information open. You get what was weird. But uh, again, let me let me go ahead and uh, open it up anyway. You know what we're doing. Like I said tonight, we're gonna be we're gonna be touching how they're gonna have to uh, they're gonna have to be uh, the records again. Again, the evolution uh, story is going to have to be retold and rewritten once again. Um, we got a. Let me see. Did I, hopefully, it's not, it's not posted to Facebook. Black Power, what's going on out there, family? I'm proud. I'm proud. What's going on? How are you doing, Sister Premier? How are you doing, man? No, then. Crack a beef, brother. Uh, yeah, we back to then. Yo, this is real unusual, too. You know, the snow going all the way down to um, to Texas. You know what I mean? Touching all the way to the top of Texas, you know. And this one of some of the reasons that we got to be prepared. Always be prepared for any emergency. We got to stay emergency prepared. You know, um, that's that's going to be something that we're going to really have to uh, stay on top of. And, and saying that, uh, I'll wait for the brother to hit me back so we can get the, the brother Ben to deal with some survival things in all different type of um, situations. But, um, Oh, go ahead. No, I'm agreeing with you, Ken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to pull it up. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, all right. Now, listen, we got it. We got a. Uh, all right. Now, I found the. I found the article. So let me, let me smash this article out of here. Copy. Copy that and post this inside the chat room real quick, and I'll post them up. Uh, 
that's the article you know, we're talking about. I know it's still early, so we're gonna have to, you know, we might have to chop it back inside there again. But um, how you how you tonight though, uh, brother Little? I hear you. I know you out there. I hear you. Throwing up there, throwing up people out there. Like Power Family was raw. Oh man, life is dope. You know, just laying black in the shadows, baby. Surprise, surprise. Now. I'm out here um, doing well. Like I said, man, I'm putting this article where, man, we got some science to deal with tonight, man. A little bit of science tonight. Because uh, that's on that article you sent earlier, right, brother? Yeah, I hope I, I sent it to you, right? I did send it about yeah, the uh, jawbone. Yeah, but no. All right, all right. I'm glad I've been checking it out here and there. I didn't read it all the way thorough, I gotta admit though. But I've been I've, I've been keeping it out here and there though. No, I was just I was just making sure that I sent it because I couldn't find it uh just a second. Did you send it um through the email or how'd you send it? I think I emailed it. Did I email it? I think I did. Yeah, yeah, it was email. Okay, I'll check it. No. But, um, yeah, it was an uh, interesting article. Very yeah, interesting article. I'm, I'm going to read it to the people. I'm going to read it to the people. I got it, I got it going. Yeah, it's going But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this thing nice. Excuse me, coming for the for a little silence real quick, man. I was um, going through these different articles and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got 2.8 million years for the for Africans going out there. But um, what a, what I really want to deal with though is is how we, you know, even though that information is out, the basis is is that. When we're dealing with our, with our children, in order to bring them over the knowledge of themselves, we have to have a knowledge of their origin, right? Now, and I'm saying this to mean that we have to have a story to tell them. You know what I'm saying? We have to have something that we can, that we can tell them in order for them to understand who they are. You know what I mean? So they can understand who they are, what their purpose is, where they, you know, and all their standings on the planet. You know, that's the thing about a good, uh, uh, a good story. It gives you, you know, it has a, uh, you know, a certain type of underlying moral value to it. And so what we, what we have to do is decide on what are we going to really be 
teaching our children here in the uh in the wilderness in North America where we're sending them where we're dealing with uh this educational system. We like not to deal with too much empirical data, but we want to deal with more scientific data. And a lot of the science is, is uh heavily coded with racism, white supremacy. Now we got uh more and more information coming out to prove that we've been on the planet for, you know, not only hundreds of thousands, you know, millions of years, that is pushing the timeline back further and further. How are we to start telling out, you know, how, how are we to separate when we stop using science and just start dealing with our own story? Like how uh, what happened to the family? Left out. That's up. Oh, all right. No, that's what I was just I was just putting that out there as a as a thought and a question. Like, what do we start teaching our our how how should we go about teaching our children about what's going on with it? Well, that's a good question. I mean, we have to come honest that, first of all, the only thing out here is a student and not a fact. So I'm comfortable uh, saying to my one and to my nieces and nephews that, you know, we can't, there's no record to show when we haven't been here. Well, that's true. That's true indeed. And I think that that, will, that probably would be the best. That would probably be the best uh, stance to hold to. And that there's no record to show what we have not been here, so we can't say what we haven't been here. We just know we always were. Okay. I mean, that's good enough for me right now as a starting point. Well, definitely, I definitely, mm-hmm. well, definitely, definitely respect that. Mm. So, but I'm gonna go ahead and let me see. Let me pull my article. Let me pull my article. I'll go ahead and read this article. Um, to, to show you what these, what these folks are talking about here. Here we go. Um, jawbone fossil discovered in Ethiopia is oldest known human lineage remains, around 400,000 years older than previous discovery of Homo lineage, 2.8 million year old jaw and fire teeth were found on a rocky slope in the fall region. Um, discovered on the hillside of Ethiopia are the oldest remains ever found that belong to the 
genus Homo, the lineage that ultimately led to modern humans. Fossil hunters spotted the jaw poking out of a rocky slope in the dry and dusty far region of the country about 250 miles from Addis Ababa. Uh, the U.S.-led research team believed the individual lived about 2.8 million years ago in the now parched landscape with open grassland and shrubs nourished by tree-lined rivers and wetlands. The remains are 400,000 years older than fossils, which have previously held the record as the earliest known specimens on the Homo lineage. The discovery sheds light on profoundly important but poorly understood period in human evolution that played out between two and three million years ago when humans began the crucial transformation from ape-like animals to forms that used tools and eventually began to resemble modern humans. This is the first inkling we have that transition to modern behavior. We, are, we were no longer solving problems with our bodies but with our brains. But uh, they're saying, you know, it's only found only 40 miles from where they found the, uh, the what would they call the Lucy uh, Degnesh, where they found Degnesh at. Only, uh, it says 40 miles from there, but these fossils have um, shown the, the more modern traits that they connect with what they would call the Homo lineage. Now, uh, now they're saying that you know they had to, they got to back up the line of the uh, of uh, the Australopithecus apparatus. They got to back that line up until so they now they're saying, well, this one didn't die out. Now, when you look at, if you ever look at any of those, uh, you know how they give you the artist like rendition of what these people look like. If you look at the Afrolopithecus apparatus, right, this is the, oh, no, 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 all right, all right, no, 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 That's homo apparatus that they're talking about. That's homo apparatus. I'm mistaken. Wait a minute. I want to record. Let me redact that. I'm talking about homo apparatus. That's the only one that they even make look like an apparatus. Like when they do all that, uh, uh, you know, they're taking uh, digitally recreate what they look like and do an artist's rendition of what they would say they look like. The only ones that ever look like Africans is Homo Afarensis, which was a a mod, uh, which was alleged. Now, this looked just like an African. It looked like a Khoisan, matter of fact. I would say that. That the uh, what they call the Homo Afarensis looks just like a Khoisan. But as I said, with this uh, this new jawbone, uh, you know the timelines have to change. You see here. Like I said, they push the, you know, what they say are humans, they push the human uh, timeline back 400,000 years. So now what they're going to do is, now what they're going to do at school? 
I can't wait to for Mikarati to get on the line. What are they going to do at school, Mikarati? What's going on now? Yeah, that ain't nothing, Brother B. That just means they get to sell more books. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. So shit is Tom Foolery, yo. You feel me? <laughs> now you're right about that. There's one thing that can happen more books. Yeah, that's all. That's, that's, that's exactly what can happen. Now they're saying that this was a 200, you know, got these humans 200,000 years after what's supposed to be the eight that we changed from, from Lucy. Now they're going to have to move after, that's what I was saying, that's what I meant to say, they're going to have to move the date for Astrolopithecus apparences. I'm really tired of these fuck-ass names, man. But, uh, you know, in order for us to stay scholastic, you know, we'll uh, make sure we get a name. Let's see who that was that found this. Come on, come on. All right, this is Ethiopian founders. An Ethiopian Chaluchu Soyon, an Ethiopian graduate student at Arizona State. Um, but Arizona State, William Kimball, you see who got the credit? The white man wrote the paper on it. Now, now what they want to do is now they're trying to figure out, you know, since the date go back 400,000 years further, right? So now they got to figure out, is this a new one? Is this a different human? Or is this just an uh, uh, older fossil of a, of a human we already been identified? Which I'm saying is a human hybrid. I'm not... I'm not accepting to a straight human like that. But you can do what you want to do. So we ain't finding no, uh, like I said, you know, again, we're not finding no uh, no evidence of the African not never being here. All this type of stuff right here just further bolster the claim. But what they want to do is, like I said, they want to take us into that animal realm then that way that can back up some of these brothers with this crazy spaceman stuff where the aliens created everything. And that's and that's one of the other problems that we have is that that's going to become a large problem for aliens did all of it. And we're going to really, you know, um with our people turning everything metaphysical, that's what the that's where one of the problems is everything is uh, we can't do it. There's no way it's possible for us to do it because the white man is the real devil, real live devil, they're saying, that he got special magic powers that was granted to him by by God. God granted him superpowers. All the aliens granted him superpowers, and the only way that we can ever defeat him is through uh, some type of interaction with these other alien beings who made the white man. And I'm not in line with this shit at all. So I think that our people are really going to have to settle down and, and 
get to really putting out our own, you know, we got we need our own schools. If you're not at school, yo, we need our own schools, man. I'm telling you, that's something that I think that everybody's going to have to start working on. It's got to be like a, a total national effort to either homeschool or have some homeschool collectives to take our children out of these schools because they're going to rock the child's brain. Trust me on that. Going to rock your child's brain. Uh, they're going to come home with these theories uh, because, see, what happens is this is why the alien things work is because when they teach them this uh, evolution thing, right, in the mind, in your mind when you're young, there's there's no way that you can grasp that an ape turned to a human and created the things that you see on the planet while they're still saying that we were evolving at the same time and that now and during this age, we are the greatest that we've ever been. So when you see things in history that seem to be great, you're hard-pressed to give the credit to the people of that time. So it's an ease to place God in there, to place, place the devil, or place aliens, demons. You know what I'm saying? It just make an easy opening for you to put that those type of thoughts in. You know what I mean? Because your children, you know, like I said, it, when you that age, it's hard for you to grasp them concepts. You like, man, how could a person turn from an ape? And we right now, the best that we ever been. How could they build that back then? They had to be savages. They had to be in the jungle, going crazy wilding and everything else. There's no way that they could come up with technology like that. That's this this where you start to see how it's uh it's a total program. This is where you see where uh like our brother Mikra has uh, spoke before about how this is where you see the empirical data and scientific data backing one another to keep us just under the crooks of racism white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, see, Brother P, reason why you in this problem is because you don't know how to meditate, brother. You don't know how to heal yourself, brother. You know what? It might be it. I ain't took enough rock salt baths. You know what I'm saying? You ain't love yourself enough, brother. You too yeah. much filled with hate. That's the problem, brother. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's the hate that do it to me. Because, you know, if I'm hating, if I'm hating, when do I got time to love? You should be loving everybody every day, not hating, brother. And, 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 you know, and why should I love? Because it's not the white man's fault. We brought him here. There you go, brother. Now you talking, brother. It's the white man's fault. We made the white man. It's our fault. There you go, brother. You always been a savage, brother. There you go, brother. (laughs) Oh, man. What the hell? (laughs) It's that kind of language that's going to cause this sister to catch a child. I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> but that's, that's what they, they say to on, us. Man. That's what they say yeah. to us. We we hate it too much. We don't yeah. love enough. We haven't learned how to turn the white man hate into love for us. It's something we doing. That's why you trapped in hate, brother. Think about them too much. They ain't your problem, brother. Yeah, no, they ain't your problem. They ain't your problem. Don't you see Michael Jordan? You see Tiger Woods? Look at LeBron James. That ain't your problem. That ain't your problem. Black people own businesses. We go to college, we get degrees too. Why you burn, and you know, they run that. And what's the person say that shit? You know, that's the next thing is, oh, man, I ain't. Man. Listen. And the type of people that get mad when you talk about the cracker, brother. They be wanting to fight you, brother. They be wanting to cut you off, brother. Nah, no, no, no. Once once they say that type of thing, right, that's this where we at. Like, once you say that type of thing, because, like, we're dealing with racism, white supremacy, man. This thing takes Thursday, and the reason why I wanted to bring that article up is because of the system of racism, white supremacy, which we got to stay on. We got to stay beaten on the fact that this thing exists, is that you see in the science, they, they came up with the answer to life, and now they're going to try to find it. They're trying to find a way to make what they said right. See, you can't deal with people when that's their angle. See, they got the wrong angle on looking for information. Their angle is we already got the answer. We just going out to prove it. And that's the wrong goddamn angle when you're dealing with them. You know, when you're dealing with anybody or anything, that's the wrong angle to already know the answer before you go out there to go get the goddamn facts. Because once you start collecting all the facts together, you got to have a little opening for that, something that I'm looking for, what I think might be wrong. You got to have a little opening for that. So that that way you can be guided by the facts. But if you ain't got no opening for what I think might be wrong, then you don't got no problem. You don't got proper discretion with dealing with the information that you receive. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't slant nor slight your information, but goddamn, you got to watch when it's slanted and slighted towards you. Now, with that being said, I know family on the line, what I was going to say is that once I hear people uh, speaking in a mannerism to uh, defend our crippling here, I know that they defend homo. So that's an automatic giveaway. That this is a we are the world person. And that they don't find that wrong. Automatically start thinking that you might be gay. It just comes across <laughs> as real quick. Real quick. You got to fool to me that you ain't go back. You know what I'm saying? Because I be wondering about that shit. Like, damn, this nigga gay? Like, it's gay shit you're saying right there. I don't know. It might be, though. You know, is it brother, brother, you losing your mind, Negro? But um, anyway, like I said, man, that's that's the thing about people that we're dealing with, uh, space alien and that type of uh, that type of talk. And we got to really come back to saying, listen, I, I think Sister Camille was uh, on point dead on with, we just have to explain it, is that there's no record of when we have not been here on the planet. So that, with that being said, we, you know, we've been having, we've had cycles on the planet. 
or ups and downs as many years as we've been here. We've seen it all happen more than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to tell them the real mystery is how the other people get here. That's the mystery. That's the mystery. Yeah, that's the mystery that we're figuring out, and we and we're looking hard right now. We're crossing our T's and dotting our I's with this information right now on how exactly did these other uh, individuals get here on the planet. You know, hard pressed to call them people. I don't mind calling them people, but you know, sometimes it's, it's hard pressed to where did they act. No, I think creatures is the is the right term, but be creatures would be the proper term. Mm-hmm. Create a creature. As Walter Williams would say. No bad. Uh, what you say, Sister Camille? None of the created creatures have been here. Five hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Ain't no Chinese, ain't no cracker bees, ain't no goddamn Arab. The the latest, and I'm look at that crazy too, is the cracker bees at twenty thousand, and then the mongoloid. Cracker Beast Asian, 10,000 to 5,000. Boom. They ain't got nothing. See? So where they come from? We be a racist. Yeah, see, brother, see? <laughs> That's the problem, brother. Y'all too hateful, brother. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm... I just want to say to that, don't be mad at me that none of the Cracker Beast scientists can answer that question. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> How did you fight that shit? Be hmm. a shake out the deal. So don't be mad at me. Uh, you know, they try to push the, they try to push the mongoloids back. They try to push they 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 try to get them a longer. They try to get them they try to get them up to twenty thousand. They try to give them some time, but they gotta they gotta figure out that. Like um, I, let me I'm gonna pull the article. I gotta find it. But I I've seen something where they trying to give them like twenty thousand years. But see, they gotta pull off. How did how did they not only evolve from like out of the mongoloid? Cause see, they got like pieces of that mongoloid in them. But not how only did they evolve out of the mongoloid, but uh, how did the mongoloid evolve out of Australian, all of them so quick together? Like how the hell did they? How the hell did that happen? That's that's rapid as hell for you to turn from Neanderthal to Neanderthal, Xenosovian, Homo sapien, to back to Xenosovian, Homo sapien over here, and and Neanderthal, Homo sapien over here. How the hell did y'all do this? Like, that's some super shit, like. That got to be like 100,000 years all these all these things happen. And they don't got no time like that. They don't got no time for that. That Like, if you were to say, like I'm saying, by if you're looking at the science, scientifically, it would have to, if, you know, you go by the numbers, how they use that, it take like 100,000 years for that to 
for at least something close to that to happen, right? And that's through the mixing and just mixing, and then y'all, um, then y'all taking graphing down. We you no longer mix with them anymore. You only make it with these over here. So then that way, over time, whatever you had or that um, genetic, it starts to, you know, get smaller and smaller and smaller and got fused out. But, right, um, the thing is this, though, is just like the time period that they have to work with, though, is only like a 25,000-year, 50,000-year period. They don't got no, they don't got a time period long enough. And see, this thing is that we can see the Nile Valley African being the Nile Valley African for 20,000, 25,000 years easy. Just being like, like this is with no problem. You automatically can definitely say that, listen, they were humans straight up and down for at least 25,000, 50,000 years ago. So what the hell is going on with the rest of these people? How come we ain't changed that much? You know what I'm saying? What What is going on with the rest of the world that in the rest of the world you turn into all this other shit? But what's going on in Africa that we don't automatically mutate into some other type of shit? We just don't stay the same. You know, so there's something wrong. And even ones who, when they be trying to pull out that, you know, like we all live on the same, like like uh, when they pull that uh. uh that color, what's that, the, the UV ray, the UV ray chart for how dark you are, depending on how much the UV rays hit on you. But how, all right, but how we get them black-ass Neanderthals? How you get them black-ass Dravidian Neanderthals? They black as hell. Man, what the fuck happened? What happened? Because, like, and I'm saying that is, like, what was in their environment, they were still like in the same type of environment that we was, but what the hell was going on there that you all couldn't turn to Neanderthal? Well, the thing that that UV ray chart don't explain to me is the radiation output of Ra, 25,000 B.C., 10,000 B.C. There is a recorded record of a solo event that took place 11,565 B.C., if I'm correct on that exactly, but definitely 11,000 that was recorded by our ancestors as well as it being uh, some artifacts showing that, uh, not the Aztecs, who was before the Aztecs, the Olmecs, had a documentation of the same event occurring. That, that's one for me, you know. Uh, that UV ray chart can't do that. Okay, it can do it for today, but it cannot tell me what the radiation output was. See, for me, the melanin factor is a key in terms of your cerebral development alone. All right? The brain is heavily illuminated as well as the spinal column. Uh-uh. Now... You saying that I heard some bullshit. I'm about to check this though. This joker was saying, Oh man, this brother sounded like one of the race. He hated this race. This joker said, Man, y'all talking about melanin. Y'all talking about melanin on your skin. But white people got more neuromelanin than black people. Shit. 
Don't make me pull out my African biological. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm saying, listen, Queen, I just heard this yesterday. We're going to have to, man, look, I just heard this yesterday. We're going to get this right. Get this right. I'm telling you, I deserve this. I said, come on now, man. We got to come up off of this one. See, we just want to, now we just want to go into, we just want to prove wrong what black folks said. Everything but the African. That's all yeah. I hear. When I hear, the, I hear the land of when I hear all kind of shit. Everything but the black African. Come on, brother. Them your children, brother. What you talking about, brother? Why you so mean to your children, brother? Right? We produce everything on the planet. That come right out of the... I ain't even going to say that shit. I ain't even going to say it. But you know, they will fix their goddamn lips to say that the black you know they were stuck in the ice there, box. There. No, there wasn't no sun the over there, and they just lost all their color because the sun Y'all. just didn't want to shine over there. They lost their <laughs> melanin. They just fell out. Their hair got long. It just grew over their necks and shit. Listen, man. I'm saying, what I'm saying is this, is right, is that I'm not saying she can't, the joke was wrong. What I'm saying is that at that point in time, with the information that the brother have coming from up out of their schools and dealing with that information, he could deal with the radio dating and shit like that. So he knew what time, what was what, and all of that. But I think that he didn't really have all the proper information on who this camel who was until his genetics like that to understand that this thing is genetically a separate species. I don't think he understood that it was a separate species at that time. Huh? Check out that Diab don't say he African, or that he came from the African. He's giving a feeling with with the evidence that is the the physical evidence that's being presented. That if 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 anything, the only evidence that they can pull on is the Grimaldi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who got caught up in the ice age and the the real scientific effects of not having the sun and what was found in some of them caves when they dug up them damn bones? All right, he's saying that, but he makes it clear in civilization of barbarism that we are not the same. Oh yeah, no, nah, no, definitely, no. And I was I was just saying that he, I don't think that he understood what was going. Like, all right, now you got the Grimaldi, right? And they're saying that the Grimaldi lost the skin tone, right? But we got these goddamn mongoloids living up there the same, been living there for tens of thousands of years, just as dark as hell. Now, that's not all. That's my whole thing is that it's, I don't, I can't see that the African went up there and changed into that thing through no area pressures. I don't think there's no, no. I don't think there's nothing that nature could just do to make us turn into a Neanderthal. He don't say uh, that. No, he he don't say. He don't even really believe from what I got from his work. 
He's not. He's dealing with the concept of the Neanderthal coming from the science. He's not even. Yeah, no, that's all I'm saying. That's that's, that's all I'm saying. He's only dealing with it from the science. How that Cro-Magnon came about. How that Cro-Magnon man came about out of motherfucking uh 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 um came about and how its uh nearest relatives come out of France, Basquez of uh, France. So that's what he's he's dealing with. If you you know because look, we've been there is like he showed shows. There is no interruption in the metamorphosis of the Africanist. I'm going to put it that way, all right? No metamorphosis. We go through every stage that the Cracker Bee scientist says that man has went to to become homo sapiens sapiens. There's evidence of it continual in, in Africa. There's no break. That's no place else, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, he's dealing with the science information that these crackers put out here. Now, and- now that's what I'm saying. He's dealing with it. The way he's dealing with it is from how, they, uh, how the cracker put the science out. Like, no, they're saying no matter what, this is what your science say. Mm-hmm. Now, the same way that Dr. Ben, that's why the only reason Dr. Ben has Jack Nash and all of that inside of his book is because you, you got to deal with it, even because they they dealing with it from a scholastic uh, standpoint. So you got to so you got to prove it through all of the points of uh, information that they're giving you. So I don't and, think. And and that's what makes you rebel uh, a serious visionary, brother. Um, born when you're saying how we got to get to the point now where we are producing our own story of origin. Because think about the elders before us. It makes sense that you have this, the answer to touch you to have this, I'm going to say prophetic vision, okay, of what is going to come. Because they were dealing with breaking down the scientific lies that were existing when they came in the world at the time they came in. Feel me? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer to all of them, and particularly Sheikh Anthony Diab and his creation of the carbon-14 uh, uh, dating laboratory that they, you know, destroyed when, when he, after his death, you know, because he came in and debunked all their bullshit at the end of the day, and took with their scientific laws, like Gober's law. Gober's law says that um, for humans, there's only two ways that uh, we will have changes over time, right? Either climatic or geological change cause us to adapt physically, physiologically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he deals with that. He, he really deals with that. And so... Like I said before, so it's all just a theory. Yeah, it's all just a theory. We're going to have to rebuild our story. We're going to have to rebuild our story. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, we have no, we have no break in our stories. We have no break, no, 
that's what the thing is. When you find that we got, like, you know, all right, we got 75,000-year-old calendars. Look, that pushed us too far back into the goddamn evolutionary trail. That pushed us too far back into the timeline. When apes wasn't creating no goddamn calendars, Ape ain't do no shit like that. Man. That puts us 200,000 years back, 250,000 years back. Once you start to re- recognize how you have science to come up with a 26,000-year calendar, that, it's going to take you 250,000 years back man, to get that shit to work this way. And I can't see an ape tracking time like that. I have any reason to track time like that. What would be the reason for eight to track time? (laughs) (laughs) What would be the reason? Like, what what purpose would the eight have for tracking goddamn time? You know what I'm saying? You know, they got the, uh, what's it, the almost call. You know what I mean? And that's what that's one hundred and fifty thousand years old. Come on, man, y'all don't got y'all not going back, and that's going to be like the first, like the uh, Homo sapiens sapiens. You know what I mean? And that you know, so I'm like, when that's one hundred fifty thousand years back, then you add another two hundred fifty thousand years back. Well, add another, uh, add another hundred thousand years back, and and you'll start to you'll start to see that they should start to unravel. As a matter of fact, where's my where's my uh, where's my book at? Let me go grab my book on evolution. Well, look, you got like I had mentioned on the other show, which I didn't come back with, which I had got from um, Brother Uncle the first one who hit me with it, and I checked it out. And, you know, the brother was in point. What the article about um, 70,000-year-old African settlement on Earth by some Polish archaeologists, you know, again, it just shows how even up to this point in time, we got all kind of cracker bees up in our shit. You know what I'm saying? All of them. Poland, British, mm-hmm. all of these motherfuckers up in there. But anyway... They do a, um, during an ongoing excavation in northern Sudan, they have discovered the remains of a settlement estimated to be 70,000 years old. This find, according to researchers, seems to contradict, contradict the previously held belief that the construction of the permanent structures was associated with the so-called Great Exodus from Africa and the occupation of the Soviet region of Europe and Asia. This new evidence points to a much more advanced level of human development and adaptation in Africa during the middle Paleolithic time or age. So get that on, Brother Bourne. Mm-hmm. Everybody right. knows what the settlement means. Right, and our death settlement, 70,000. Years back, and they saying that uh, they they barely want to give us two hundred thousand years. They say humans and that, and so now we say that, right? You got to remember that fall into a range where humans was just 
see, they said me that humans was just beginning. Ain't no, like, all right. Now, when you say that, y'all got to realize that that means that it was the first two, three, four of them 200,000 years ago. You understand? It wasn't like all of a sudden uh, 100,000 humans popped up on the planet. Like, it was it was the air that's all, all over the place, and then all of a sudden they just said, you know, Fuck it, we human now. The next generation of babies just all popped out human. Didn't know shit happen like that. So now you got to encompass the time that it takes to come together to create the idea to create a village. That shit is too short of a time. It's going to take 100,000 years for y'all to get y'all population up. You get your population up. It's going to take 100,000 years. You ain't going to get your population up and get your development up to get anything about how you, how to develop, uh, you know, to get your math together, your, your, all your little sciences, because people don't build, build villages on the sides and just put a hut right here and put this up. People, every time you look at any civilization anywhere and you start looking at settlements, they all have some type of scientific uh, alignment, a mathematical or some type of natural purpose like they're always uh, placed in a, in a certain pattern um, depending upon what society they're dealing with. So that's, that's dealing with some type of observation or like I said, some type of mathematical prowess or scientific prowess that takes time to develop. None of this shit is just overnight shit. So, let me see here. And so, and you know, at that same time, 250,000 years ago, you're supposed, to have been, you're supposed to have been big furry monsters walking around. Let me put that back. Let me put that back. Grandma, uh, she can't just drop real quick. Let me see here. Um, yeah, see the, the mongoloid fossils. Yeah, see right here. That's twenty thousand years. And um, it's in there. Uh, let's see. This page thirty-seven. Origin of humanity. According to Toma, the mongoloid fossils known to exist only in a recent worm period about 20,000 years ago in southern Siberia and Tovagora, Malta, Buret, where they are accompanied by human representations of the mongoloid type may have resulted from a neanderthalization of near eastern Neanderthal when Siberia was habitable as far as 61 degrees latitude north. The author bases his reasoning on the fact that the Palo-Siberian and the Mongoloid fossils, like the Neanderthals, generally do not have canine fossae, but have high, large, and rounded sockets. Yet the same author in the same article describes the Near Eastern Neanderthals as having precisely canine fossae, and therefore are able to be ca- uh, classified as proto-cro-magnus. Still, according to Tama, it was not until the Neolithic period 6,000 years ago that the Mongoloids gained a definite selective advantage in their original environment. 
Consequently, one might expect to find mongoloid features in many of the Asiatic populations not descended from the mongoloid findings. Um, now, this is, this, is what the, this is what they're saying about species. According to this, um, exposing the viewpoint of William H. Howells, according to which evolution always involves a certain amount of anagenesis, meaning perfecting without the possibility of de diversification, and a certain amount of cladogenesis, meaning the birth of several branches of which only one advances to perfection. Stoma maintains the most, the most probable hypothesis for humanity's evolution of polycentrism, which is not to be confused with polyphilicism. Uh, Let me show. According, according to this perspective, a species can originate from several other species belonging to different families or ancestral types. Thus, it was assumed at the beginning of this century that whites descended from chimpanzees Blacks from gorillas and yellows from orangutans. The three races would then have come respectively from three separate ancestral types. Pangolo Pongo. This would only allow to say, I, the Caucasoid, descended from the chimpanzee. I have nothing in common with the black who descends from the gorilla or the yellow who descends from the orangutan, although all three of us are human. The purpose of this was to find that whatever caused the difference in origin that might justify racial superiority is the law who demonstrated in 1929 the impossibility of polypolitism. Soma showed that polycentrism began with Theodore Mollison of Munich in 1931 and was developed later by F. Y. Weyrich in 1943. Now you see, this is what the white man was. This is how the white man took took uh, took the information. Now you, you realize what they're saying. You know, we all develop out of these three separate type of apes. You feel me? Which is crazy in his own self. But he looking at it and he see the white on the chimpanzee say that's us. He see the black on the gorilla say that's them. He see the uh the the, the yellow looking red fur on the damn orangutan say that's the damn China man. And he's been believing that for a long time. And so all of this science that he's been putting together has been uh, forcing us to look into that direction. That's where his science is, is, is saying that, look, man, no matter what anybody else says, this is what we are, this is where we come from. So since they've stayed at that point and stood on that point so hard, that there is, you know, there is billions of dollars wrapped up in this. You know what I'm saying? So they can't come up off of this point, no matter what type of information that they come up that uh, disproves it. So, you know, we're just dealing with building our own centralized story for our children to understand that the, he's a created being. We got to put that into the story. It got to be a story because all his science says it, and it can't really prove where we came from, but it definitely proves that somehow he got some type of other animal. For saying that, you know, the lines is open. If anybody wants to add on or object, it's, all, it's up to you. <coughs> all right. I hear you clear your throat. I thought you had something to say. You know all that? Oh, my bad. I know. 
I thought I was on mute and shit. <laughs> all comfortable here with my biz, you know. But uh, <laughs> I got some shit that I do want to say, though. Um, and uh, just want to go from Shaygon to Dia. Um, as he says, if one bases one's judgment on morphology, the first white appeared only around 20,000. 20,000 years ago, the Cro-Magnon man. He is probably the result of a mutation from the Grimaldi Negro due to an existence of 20,000 years in excessive, an excessively cold climate of Europe at the end of the last glaciation. The Basquez who live today in the Franco-Cantabrian region where the Cro-Magnon was born would be his descendants. In any case, there are many of them in the southern region of France. The Chan Soleil man, who would be the prototype of the yellow race, appeared in the reindeer period about 15,000 years ago in the Magdalene age. Is he a mongroid born in the cold climate from both stocks of the last Cromaldi in Europe and the new Cro-Magnum? Question mark. In any case, considering his dosophilic trait, he talking about the shape of his head, he could only have been a pillow Siberian and not a true yellow man like the Chinese or the Japanese. Because the later is a brachiocephalic in general, and we know that this morphological trait did not exist in the upper pelvic age. Ooh. Now, for me, as he and he's putting question marks here. The fact remains: the cracker beast can't show nothing that it can say that I'm similar to that I come from past twenty thousand years. Now, can there be a mutation that can occur? I don't know. But we got two questions here in this book in, in the beginning of Chapter 1 where he's dealing with um, the Cracker Beast, Dr. Lewis Leahy, and, and he's um, saying um, that the birthplace of humanity through his work was in East Africa, the Great Lake region around the Omo Valley. Now, it says here that two ramifications that have not been sufficiently emphasized until now have come to light as, as a result of this research. Humankind, born around the Great Lake region, almost on the equator, is necessarily pigmented in black. The global laws call for warm-blooded animals to be pigmented in a hot and humid climate. Two, all the other races, this is their theory, derive from the black race, by more or less direct affiliation, and the other continents were populated from Africa at the Homo erectus and Homo sapiens stages 150,000 years ago. The old theories that used to state that blacks came from somewhere else are now invalid. Now, in the same book as y'all have all read, all he does is put 
what is physically available at his time. And I ain't seen nothing yet to contradict that. If, if, if we're going to deal with the cracker bee, the cracker bee, the only way the cracker bee can have any kind of saying that, any way that can say that it, at the end of the day, come from the black seed, would be when we haven't reached homo sapiens sapiens number one. And that that African at that stage in time, up, I'm saying before 150,000 years, because, see, there was three glaciations. The only thing that has been found in them caves, a lot of the main thing that's been found in them caves is bones that have, that show, that been shown to have the rickets disease according to his own personal study. Now, that's a vitamin D deficiency, which brings us back to the sun, the relationship of sun and melanated people. Right, that show that they definitely got some type of mix. They got some type of mix in them. You know, they somehow they only way they could be like what they are is is for us to be is, is for them to have some type of African in them, some type of human in them. Right, but not, but not an evolved African, not a no. sapien African. Yeah, I don't think that's what I'm saying. That's where that's where it's like what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't a, a, a regular African because all the Africans. See, that's, and that's where you can see that all the Africans in Africa was already evolved into once into Homo sapiens sapiens. See, that's where that evolutionary thing breaks down. Is because how can you have this only why with only this one population? right here, develop it to something, and then have to go out and transform everything else into that. Because, you know, they, I'm just, I I don't know. I'm going to just have to keep looking. But the shit just ain't, it it ain't adding up. And I'm trying to figure out now what I'm going to tell my baby. Because every time I turn around, the damn timeline gets pushed and moved around. I say. But we're going to be fucking with the Lion B, you know. We're going to have to do like you said, our own work. Mm-hmm. We're going to definitely have to do our, our own work. I don't do anything other than that. Uh, Black power. Black power. Oh, no, so and I, you, family. Oh, man, loving these conclusions y'all coming to, man. You know what I mean? We don't have to do our own work. That's bottom line. Yeah. Yes, um, I have, 
fascinating because, um, like y'all was breaking down earlier, she have a long track record of being in in the same uh, a top, you know, physical atomical way we are now in terms of our brain capacity, us walking upright, and what's 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 real. Uh, what you gotta watch is when they when they doing these dating that they, they, you can't date DNA. So what they what they do is they have to date the the stratigraphy in which they find. Uh, so you see you see what I'm saying? Whether it can be through carbon dating, but in order to, to do tar- carbon dating, you gotta have some organic material. So they got uh, shit like potassium, argon, and so forth. Uh, like you said earlier, radiometric and so forth. Um, thorough humilescence, you know what I mean, and so forth. But you even gotta watch that because each dating system or, or, or whatever you want to call it, they each have to be quote calibrated, and the calibration can be. 500 years to 10,000 years. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it, it, it doesn't really apply to us because we have the longest ongoing fossil record, the longest ongoing linguistic record, the longest ongoing archaeological record, the longest going physical record of still being here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think, our culture continuity. Right. I think that's what the European really finds fascinating about the African in regards to our um endurance, how we endure because you gotta look, this is this is a this is a species of people who whose whole culture is centered around death. So to some extent they 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 got bone collections of, of species that have been extinct, for example. And and, and when you look at the timeline of the African, even under natural pressures and even under artificial pressures like right now we're seeing, we still endure. And and that's key to understanding we're not gonna use religion to say we're gonna say we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give the, the planet its due props in regards to what it manifests to be here. And, and, and what was only here that was created for a short time? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And once, you, and when you can come to that conclusion and have an open mind about that, then when you look at their their so-called data on what they use to convince the world that certain individuals, and you have to have that mind state too, certain individuals came from apes. You see, they they'll give you a timeline, for example, of a particular. The, my bad, it gives you the illusion of a particular species, for example. And like y'all breaking down earlier, the, the, the earliest evolution is skin color. But skin color only goes back 6,000 years. So even in the Andrew that was running around, and that was in that documentary that uh, uh, you said, brother, uh, born with uh, old boy who was doing that RH negative, not out of Africa, he was showing mm-hmm. that they was blue eyes and dark skin, yeah. you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you the first person who brought that attention to the the um the the, the, the genetic uh, issues that India has. Now, yeah. if we put on the map, if we put on the map, there's a plateau. I was talking to a professor, you know, get, trying to trying to get some information out, and he was talking about the Turks. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he put the Turks. He said the Turks come from a strong Neanderthal stock. 
than Jews do. And I'm like, dude, I thought these was the same, off, you know. He's like, uh-uh. He said, look on the map. And then when, when he was giving me the overview of the progression geography to where they are now, it reminded me of what Walter Williams said. If you remember that old Walter Williams was saying that the Greeks and the Romans are one and the same. He said that they both came from, you know, their history has been savagery. And they both came from the same area. But after that, he was, he was, he was being real quick, but he was basically saying that after that last Roman ice age, when they, like what Dr. Clark said, that ice box was thawing out, they started coming down south. Because certain areas of geography was blocked off and due to their primitive nature, they couldn't just come over to Africa first. So if you look yeah, yeah, on the map, they fell through that valley, and it's a plateau. Man, man it's up, you know, I got to go to my notes right now because I wrote it down. But it's a plateau. And if you and, and you know what a plateau is, it's like flat land. It's high flat land. Flat land, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's right by the the, the, the Caspian Sea. And, and if you're looking at primitive uh, uh, shit, you know, people moving, migration patterns and so forth, you can sneak through there. In fact, motherfuckers still taking that path now. When you look at the issues that Georgia having over there by the Black Sea, that's like the motherfucking ground right there where, where you know what I mean? Because it's that plateau right there. I said, oh, he got a little point here. And they went into India first and put that first caste system in place. And then when you, mm-hmm. um, they still got the genetic uh, issues now. I'm watching uh, on YouTube the other day on India. Um, what fucking uh, 10-year-old boy, his hands and his feet, they grew like four times that of human beings. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, from that to hairiness to it. You name it, three, four, five yeah. limbs, arms coming yeah. up their chest, and they still hold. So, so you, we can't base this shit off just skin color. We gotta look at Mm-mm. other issues straight here. Now you're missing, right? That straight here is one of the is one of the giveaways, man. That straight, straight ass here like that is a giveaway to some type of genetic defect or some type of deformity is going on. You are are severely mutated. When you have that straight here, it's a it's a telltale giveaway. And as you was thinking about that, you know that whole region right there, you know now, every, every you can Google tying that. We tie the metaphysics with that, you know what I mean. And I don't like dabbling into it, but it's relevant right now. You know what I'm saying? We we, we can say that their straight hair, you know, is really showing that they have lost their connection with Amara in regards mm-hmm. to our hair stand up. Mm-hmm. So. I know light skin, like Sandy, light, light skin. I got family lighter than that. But they got nappy ass hair still. Yeah. And they have dark eyes. So we can't go off the skin color because it's really, it's really, um, like, like we, you know, that been the last genetic change. Even when we look more recent, even when we look with the Greeks, the Greeks weren't looking, the Greeks weren't pale skin, blonde hair, blue crackers. They look like Drake. Yeah, they was yeah they was the Jew. They looked like they, they looked like, like uh, Arab. They look like you, you know I won't say Arab uh, 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 a true Arab. I said true like Arab. The true Arab that white folks are talking about. And white folks is calling them sand niggas because they had nappy ass hair too. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Once upon a time ago. I I, it was, I do that. Yeah. But you said they look more like a Puerto Rican. They more like a Puerto Rican type of type of thing. Puerto Rican, because some Puerto, you know, I, I would say a Drake, because Drake is a mulatto. So you, yeah, whatever, the Greeks were 
half African? Oh, no, no. Listen, listen. The half shit ain't an issue at this point because ain't no pure stuff. Listen, listen. White folks refined the German Aryan blue-eyed blonde hair to what it is now. They refined that by committing a- a- a incest, by standing among themselves. They do that shit right now. They, 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 they you know, they on, they'll only fuck with more recessive to throw off that blue-eyed because, like, uh, uh, Francis Quest was saying, they want to preserve certain traits. You see what I'm saying? They want to preserve them to an extent, you know, so they they won't mix. You know, like, uh, you know, why did they kill Martin Luther King Jr.? He said, let's all love and get along. If we did that, there'd be no more crackers, right? Crackers killed him for that. So they still want to, they, they don't want to merge, they want to still preserve some of that recessiveness. You see what I'm saying? To the, you know, that's why when you see most of them, them cracker actors, they portray to the world that they wanted, they, and they'll do it through genetics. Remember, remember the Germans were the first ones who came up with sperm banks. Well, this, you know, trying to preserve, you got white women going in there and, and, and really, you know, I, you know, shit like a shopping list and shit. I want this, I want my baby to have blonde hair, blue eyes. I want them to be real strong and, and, and they can splice and dice. To say that the cracker beef Greeks look like great is to, first of all, acknowledge that the cracker beast derives from the African, and then you would have to not have a problem with the information. In fact, the information that Shake, Dr. Shake Out the Diop is putting out, they ain't even saying it like that. The Shake Out the Diop, you know, saying that it, the, the, the Greeks, who had dark hair, the dark hair would be dark hair because of where they're coming from in Europe in relationship again to the sun. It do got to do with color in, my, in terms of melanin content because they're blonde and blue-eyed, cracker bees are blonde and blue-eyed because of where they are deriving from or where they move up to in the northern, far northern regions, further away from the sun, up in the goddamn cave, where the sun don't shine for six months at a time in, in up, uh, northern places, uh, northern regions, okay? So I, I, have no problem. I have no problem with that. I'm only saying what the Europeans are saying about themselves in regard to, that's why they use uh, uh, semantic words like Indo, Indo-European. What the fuck's Indo-European? Meaning he's not the stock of a European now. When you even look at the Greeks on the wall, when you look at, the Romans, who came after the Greek, when you look at the Romans who wanted to bury themselves like Egyptians, when you look at them, the motherfuckers got dark eyes. They they pale, but they don't have the stock. They have a more, like I said, like a more Drake, a Jew type looking stock. Uh, uh, it's hard. To, it's it's color was meaning in terms of we talking about genetics in terms of evolving to color. Like this all I'm saying with that. I have no problem when they came up with that. I'm saying what studies have been showing now, what they what they showing now, crackers are saying the more they look at the DNA, they're saying, damn, the most recent evolution I'm not saying we were all just black women, so I'm just saying uh, they had hue. They had a, a, a form of hue but they also had pale motherfuckers among themselves. All it does again is validate what Shake on the D I put out there about the Grimaldi getting caught up. And the majority of them coming out of the southern region of France and Spain, all right, 
I, I could see them having dark hair and what he is saying is plausible. All right. But I want to ask this question. What is in sunlight? I think this is this is what kills me with this argument with genetics, as if sunlight is not don't have nothing to do with genetics. Is not DNA in sunlight? Has it not been found? So, yes, shake out the deal. Without going there specifically, I'm taking the deal with shake out the deal, and also the information from Dr. Um, King and his African biological psychiatry that sunlight can alter, cause a mutation, a genetic mutation, the lack thereof. But, all right. Now, this is, this is where, now, this is where, right I'm, now, look at the when I say the fossil record, when I say when I say, when I say the fossil record, meaning when we look at the Grimaldi, the bones say it's African. You can look at the skull of a, of an African and a cracker, and you can see the difference. That's the point I'm making. Before I look at the skin tone, so I, I, you know, I know it's an African that you can dress it up what color you want, but it's an African, and that motherfucker over there. I mean, I, I mean, I can show you, you know, the the. the the occipital bone, that's the back piece, the back plate of, your, of, the, of the fragment of your skull. Crackers and Neanderthals, they have hollow occipital bone. It's, it's a supraoccipital fossil, some shit like that. I don't, I'm not getting the, the correct Latin word. But what's, what's distinctive notice about it, meaning when, we, when they go into France and they find it, they find in Grimaldi, meaning, meaning they find in modern, man, that's why they give you this illusional theory that they are somehow cohabitating. They only come up with that because they finding bones in the same stratigraphy. Don't mean they was mixing. That, that, that come to the aspect of some maybe some Africans got caught up in their last ice age, and it was something else over there. But we know when we look at the bones, when we look at the Grimaldi, first off, before we even can see his African, when they found it uh, uh, in the in the brachia, which is the uh, limestone, whatnot, it was in fetal position on her daughters. You see what I'm saying? That's when you look at, and it was a complete set of bones. When we look at Neanderthals, ain't no complete set of bones. But they'll give you this theory of uh, not even a theory. They, they try to say it was uh, 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 uh what, what the crackers say? Uh, like prehistoric hyenas, like the saber-toothed tiger, prehistoric hyenas. They pushing, but he's saying that the out of Africa model, yes, but the, the cracker also saying we different. He's saying that we evolved on our own, coming from Degnesis. Degnesis going back 1.7 million years, or some kind of weird ass hominid creature. And they ain't just finding one or two; they finding a group of them motherfuckers. And they all got them long brain casings with them hollow occipital bones in the back, with, with, with faces busted up, missing. Up, you know what I'm saying? I'm just sticking to the, the fossil record. You know what I'm saying? The color come later. So I, that's what I'm saying here, and I'm saying if you're when you made the initial statement about how the Greeks look, I'm saying that to go there is to give validity to shake out the Diop's theory. Who was who was dealing with the bones? Who 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 dealt who dealt with the Grimaldi? Being shown to be African. So I'm clear on that. 
I, I'm good with that. My my only thing that I'm not good with is saying that the Greeks looked like Drake because there ain't no evidence for that. But if they have evidence is that they was trying it to be evidence. dark hair. It is evidence. I'm not understanding your argument, but go go type in Greeks and images and look at the motherfuckers. It's like Drake. Drake. They ain't that old. They drew pictures of themselves. Listen, I feel you on that, but the pictures that I've seen of Greeks, they look like Cracker Beast, Cake Beast that I see right now, that I see in Italy, in the south of France. Okay? They don't look like Drake. Italian can never make an argument among CC. When you read Michael Pollard's book, Oh, 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 oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Oh. Nigga, she, she was still gone. Right. I, I want to say one more thing, too, uh, to the family. Also, be careful dealing with the cracker beast of today telling you about the images of old. And I'll give you an example. Sylvester one, who was African? Who was African? Right? He didn't look like Drake. Right? When you type him in, the pictures that you will see is of a cracker beast initially. They got him looking white. Until you go down and you see a sculpture. And then you follow that trail. Then you find out that he don't look like a cracker beast. So, uh, again. Queen, I can send you a picture right, I can send you a picture right now. I can send you a picture right now of a tip on Egypt where the Greeks came in and plastered over some of our metal nature and put images of Christ figures and so forth. And the images of these motherfuckers look like Drake. But they're Greeks. That the person who did it looked like Drake. I'm going to go by, if if you're going to go by a little bit of Sheikh Anta Diop's work, why not go by it all? I'm going by Sheikh Anta Diop's work, all right? And according to him, uh, the Crackabees, first white Cro-Magnon from about 20,000 years, their descendants come out of the south of France, out of Spain, out of them goddamn caves, if I'm a go there. No disrespect. I have no problem with that, but you got to know there wasn't no Drake around when Shanky Tadia was alive. I'm only doing that to give you a visual now. Drake the Diop ain't black. That motherfucker's a Jew stock, but he's a hybrid. He's a first-generation mulatto. I'm, I'm just uh, going to interject this. Well, when we look at the uh, Indian, when we look at the Indian, now, is this a, now listen, right, this is the, this is the question. This is the question here. Now, did the Indian go dark or did he get light? Because now, because the, the Indian black is hell. Brother Bourne, Brother Bourne, look at, look, at, look at the dark skin that the Indians have that you, right, where we all know about, but what you brought to light when you told me. They still got genetic issues that. Exactly. Black, that's what black people, black Africans, black Africans don't have genetic issues that white new, 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 uh, uh, nervous system yeah. issues that white folks have, right? Mm-hmm. Blacks don't have those, but Indians do. They have dark skin. So it goes beyond the dark, complex skin. It's more or less something more rooted. 
That's the last genetic mutation. That's the last thing you lose. When, you, when your pineal gland classified, your last thing you lose is your dark skin. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, now that's, and I, I, that's, what, that's, that's where I was coming from, okay, is that something else is like uh, 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 Indian is, is uh, phenotypically a, Eurasia, uh, a European. Like you could take an Indian phenotypically and put them up beside somebody from Switzerland. And they phenotype gonna be the same because we can just you know you can look up uh, albino Indians and they just look just like just regular blonde hair white people. So that's all. That's what I was looking at is that somehow they they. they why did he use the swastika and why did he say the Aryan nation? Those two are Aryan mother. Um, those are Hindu words. Those are Indian terms. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I think he got a connection to to them Aryan. He got a real strong connection to them Aryans there. The caste system, that's, that's all you need to look at. We're, 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 the Indians got a caste system that goes beyond slavery. If, if the Dravidians, you can never be nothing. You can never be successful. You will always be at the bottom end of this. I mean, you got motherfucking rat farmers. And, and these are the Dravidians who are dark-skinned, who got more. They're not dark-skinned. They're in the south, but they got those Ethiopic still features. You see what I'm saying? And they mm-hmm. catching hell. And all from the north. And if you know, if you notice, the north has expanded. The north has expanded to Pakistan. The Pakistanis are saying we Aryans too, and they still under Islam, but they still using the Aryan caste system. That's what's that's what's fascinating about Islam to this day. They still use that Aryan caste system. That's a, a that's an Asian thing. Because if you look at the Aryans. When you look at the history of the Aryans, a good book to read is the, uh, 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 I got it right here. Hold on. Asia cultural traditions. When you look at their prehistory, they got monuments like Egypt. Mm-hmm. You know, right? But then but all of a sudden, this new form of written text come with no monuments. The Vedas come. And, and when you look at the, when you look at this shit, this new caste come out nowhere. And they refer to them mm-hmm. as being foreigners. They foreigners. Yeah, the Vedas. So, so when the motherfuckers is the same. You see what I'm saying? Uh, That's what they have in common in terms of their social policies in regards to culture domination. It fall back to their primary source. What's their primary source? Aryan. Uh, Are you uh, saying Indian, that that Hindu? That, yeah, that Indian that Indian system is like that. I just I just was looking at a I was just looking at a documentary and they and you know they weren't even speaking of it, but they were showing. They were showing like a model of their setup, and you can see like the feet is the black part because because blackness to them is supposed to be that's the that it's supposed to be on up under everybody's feet. You know what I'm saying? That's what. Now, brother Boyan, if Noble Drew Ali say black mean death, and we know he got Hindu background, who is Kali? Kali is a female representation of segment. Look her up. She's standing on top of a cracker with the heads of crackers around her neck, and her skirt is made of the legs and arms of crackers. She's black. She represents death. She represents retribution. Hmm? Mm-hmm. No, see, yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's what you're you right about that. That's what she wears. She wears a necklace of, of people's heads and shit. That's why that's why Seti was Seti attacked him, saying black mean death. He would be take the sense of it. Where does that shit come from? It go be it is racist, but it's 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 also 
cultural. Where's the cultural roots of it coming from? If this nigga wearing some Hindu shit, and you look at some of his teachings, he dealing with numbers. He dealing with gins. That nigga, he dealing with that motherfucking Mesopotamia. You see what I'm saying? That caste order. All that shit. That's Asiatic shit. Yeah, you know, you're saying that, right? He pulled up a lucky number book one day. <laughs> I was drinking that study. He pulled up a, and I went to a store, and I seen that they had a lucky number book in there. I, I was going to buy it, too. I said, I, don't, I ain't going to get this shit. I don't want to spend my money on it. But I seen it. The same little lucky number book in the, in the little black bookstore. I said, damn. I said, this is some shit black people using, huh? It was, a, it was an old book, too, probably printed like the 40s, 50s. Oh, 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 the lucky number book. Mm-hmm. When you look at crackers, when you look at our ancestors talking about the beast up in the mountains, they would talk about the orange bearded man, orange hair, red, orange hair. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't that blonde hair now as it was refined. It was hairy ass red, orange hair on their faces and shit.
my, what I've been saying from the beginning, not unless I'm speaking another language, that in terms of my interpretation of where check out the DF said. The only problem that we're, we're, I see we're having in terms of the amount of pigmentation and what I'm calling a cracker beast of European and what you're saying it looked like at the end of the day. I'm saying 20,000 years ago, that cracker still had hair. He was still looking like a beast. I'm saying 6,000 years ago when that nigga started shedding the white skin as we see now. That's all I'm saying. I ain't got no problem with that either. The only problem I got is saying that the shit look black. That, that, that's where I got a problem at. What you mean? As Did I not hear you describe it as being dark skin with orange hair? No. Nah. I said he had orange hair. The, the orange bearded man who sat across the river. Yo, listen, right? Hold on, hold on. Listen, right? I'm not saying that. Well, I'm listening to the booth of y'all, right? Can, I, can y'all hear me? Black Power. All right, Black Power. All right. This is what I think is, um, this is what I'm saying, and I don't know if Mekara is, is, is this where he was coming from. I'm not saying that they looked at, like, Africa. I'm saying, though, that from the information that I've seen also that they was a darker of a darker hue, you know what I'm saying? And that it wasn't it was later on that they turned totally white. I'm gonna look up this information when they when they when when the scientists say that they developed this uh SVM two gene that turned them white. All the when they start to go all the way into that color that they are now. But before that they look they looked like white people but they just had a darker type of uh, skin tone. Brother Paul, I can handle that if you're saying 18,000, 10,000. I can handle that if you're saying 5,000. But if you're telling me by uh, 332 B.C., I can't handle that. What I'm saying saying is... You got a so-called record of men describing these motherfucking children our answers, uh, his children to come about these motherfuckers, which is in, in uh, where I first read it was in African Biological Psychiatry with Dr. Um, Richard King, a student of Dr. Ben, uh, re, uh, uh, transcribed it in there, okay? Describing where they're coming from, all right? So when was, when was uh, the ancestor men supposed to have been on the planet? Now, now listen, right? We got that. Now, listen, listen, come look, here. Look what listen, we come here. Come here. Come here. When you read, when you read Michael, when you read Michael William, Michael Bradley's book, the thirteen uh, tribes of the caucus and the Iceman inheritance. What he's saying is, it's a more primitive cracker than what you know who's more violent than the cracker who run in the world. He's saying that's the cracker that never left. He said, go pull up a map on Georgia. You know what Georgia, Europe is right now? Pull, pull up Georgia right now, and then a week from now, we'll pull up that border again. You see, the, so when we look at the Greeks, the Greek, when we look at the Greeks, and we know a little something about um, Creek. And you know how Creek had an influence over there. It was Egyptians already in that area. 
increase. You know what I'm saying? When you look at the early, when we look at, when we look at the early civilizations in Europe, you see European, you see this over there. But the Greeks came out from a stock that wasn't as savage. That's all I'm saying. As savage as crackers who still had hair on their face. You know, we're coming out in waves. When you look at, when you look, you have to look at, you got to look at the geography. You have to look at the conditions in terms of temperature. You start seeing the, the curtains and all this come out. They can't come in waves. Each one coming from different parts of a savage Iceland. The worst one is the one we never left. It's an Eastern, Western European beef. Russia is Eastern Europe. Western Europe is those who are, those who are in the warm waters of the Mediterranean. France, England. You can never, you'll never hear an Italian brag about his whiteness because, or, or, or Spaniard, like Dr. Clark say. And if you, you, you know, if they, if they say they, they appear white, he, Dr. Clark said, never laugh directly in their face. He said, be respectful. Cut your, you know, cut your mouth to try to laugh because they've been mixing with us since the Carthaginian times. That's why they, it's because the Romans came. And kick their asses out. The Greeks did something that all the other savages didn't do. They want to integrate Egyptian culture with Greek culture. And before they get that shit started, they savage Roman cousins came and smashed that shit. They used it politically. Like they doing now. I'm saying is. The culture and, and, and morality is what made them what they are in terms of the Egyptians. Because you had motherfuckers who was dark-skinned and that was on their side as well. Race is issued now in terms of, have we know it, that's a 15th century construction. You was identified by your morals, where you came from, and the geography of land. Mainly your moral practices represented your uh, spirituality. A lot of people at this time we're talking about had nothing. These motherfuckers had warfare. Race, indeed, was created by the faculty in the 1800s, no doubt. But it is a fact. Like I'm talking about now, I'm talking about the dynastic period in particular and before. There was no mixing with the Kukabi. There was no mixing with so Okay? Not even at the time of the last one that they call a man. The Greeks come in if you want to tell me that was happening. All right, maybe. But we also know from Dr. Walter Williams' work the resistance. That's that's the point I'm making. 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 The so the so-called Hittites come from Turkey. Come from the area where that plateau. Remember, find the name of this plateau in the geography map, and they come from that area where the most where they got the strongest Neanderthal genes. Somebody buy a search engine right now, right? Human cannibalism in early Pliocene of Europe, yeah, in Atapuerca, Spain. In Spain, we find what they call the Cro-Magnon is the Grimaldi African. 
You don't hear the word Grimaldi no more because they everything everything the Grimaldis are Africans in France that painted paintings in, in, in caves that don't fall in line with the development of Europe at this time, right? I'm saying they're African. I'm saying they're Africans. Because Magna Man, when you look the word up, it's a new word and this is the first anatomical European. These are Africans, right? But at the same time, you got Europeans who are Neanderthals. Why Cro-Magnon Man is in the case of the African because he's, he's painting the savannah. He's painting about zebras. When you look at those paintings, and, and it ain't no base. This shit is fucking up artists now. It's nice artistic-ass work on these caves, right? At the same time, we find human cannibalism in the early Pleistocene in Europe and out of Europe. Neanderthals, right? How the fuck Europeans are able to digest meat raw and raw milk? Like I'm, I'm writing a paper on Neanderthal cannibalism for this cracker, right? So it's falling right, right in line with this discussion. When I hear the cracker talk, but what he has the issue. The cracker has the issue with saying we all come from Africa, and I have no. He's saying we. He's saying we different from y'all. And the more he talks, the more he. Shows anatomical differences in terms of, like I was saying, the uh, super tubular fossil in the back with the occipital bone being hollow, long brain casings, no forehead. The most recent anatomical uh, uh, evolution for Europeans is a forehead and small faces. Because the Dion world does not show, show that they come from do not come from. All right. Well, for me, that, that's my interpretation of his work. Number two, I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck, I don't care about um, the Neanderthal making more honesty. I don't even know if it's really true. You know, that's the kind of thing that I'm going to have to study myself, knowing how the cracker bees get down, all right? Now, the cracker bees will do an adaptation of the Homo erectus Grimaldi going wrong. And then you have to pull some shit of that. Again, it's not of the same stuff that I'm talking And in terms of the Europeans, I'm definitely standing by the work of Dr. Walter Williams that their arrival in North Africa, Turkey in particular, is quite recent. I have no problem with that. All I'm saying is, based on me studying, checking the deal versus you have, and then doing my research, what I'm saying is, the Neanderthal, the pictures they show you the Neanderthal ain't real. The only real one I seen was from that video of Brother Brother Born, the artist out of Africa, and that one cracker said when they did the reconstruction, it was more like an ape, hairy ass ape. Man, you couldn't see you can you couldn't see what skin color that motherfucker had because it was it was it was more like an ape. And 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 once I seen that, I said, okay, I'm not gonna just remember what I seen right. But let me go look it up. 
every time I, I look up and I find the Neanderthal, they faces us. The early archaic, so-called, even you know, some of the Dekmeses. Only one I found. Let me get my notes in a minute. One I found that did was um, they call it. Homo Rudolphensis, something like that. Rudolphensis or something like that, right? But it's smaller in stature. But they faces is smashed, and, and, and they got strong, super October the ball, meaning they got that thick eyebrow crown that show from their the, the eye uh, orbit, like Nathan Whiskey. You see what I'm saying? They have foreheads, but their faces is missing. They have big-ass, wide noses, but they didn't have... They didn't have a strong um, frontal nose bone. Like how we we got nose bones that protrude. When you look at apes, their noses go in. I think the Neanderthal nose went in. Because when you look at the skull, even those that are, that are fractured and smashed, that motherfucking nasal cavity is big, real big. And before they got to study these bones, they said, well, Europeans have thin noses because where they are, the air is thin. In the cold environment, but when you look at Neanderthals, the nasal opening in their face region is too big for to support that theory. You see what I'm saying? Of them having to have thin noses, and, and that's why Africans, when we get in cold weather, we catch runny noses because we got thick, we got thick nostrils and, and very open nostrils because we breathe a lot of air. Air is indicative to red blood cells getting oxygen. We, you know. Then body structures and so forth. You, you see what I'm saying? So that's all I'm saying. I have no problem with Sanky Diaz's work. I'm just saying, you know, I'm putting the cracker that we didn't know. When we look at the archaeological record and then we look at some of our ancestors describing these people, the orange-haired, thick-beard man covered with red hair, and they would come down so often and cause havoc, and our ancestors would kick their ass and would basically pushed them to the front of a mountain. They wouldn't go into the mountain range, but they would put the symbol of a woman's vagina. And the elder told me this story. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. And we would humiliate them. He said, we would humiliate them. We put the symbol of a woman's vagina right there over And they were savage. The orange, bit of white. But we didn't know what fucking color they were. These motherfuckers had orange. They motherfuckers was hairy. When you look at the pictures of the motherfuckers, the Greeks was hairy. But what I'm saying, the Greeks... You have to watch the Greek society because the Minoan civilization, they've been mixing over there. And when you look at the early African orders in Europe, you're going to, see, you're going to find the Minoan period and so forth. And you're going to see, well, look, you know, niggas with white bitches. Real, real talk. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think we found some evidence to show that the cracker bees saying that the Minoans was Greek and white is not true. All right? Straight up African. We were throughout that entire region. So, you know, that is what it is. And Sheikh Anta Diop's work in Civilization of Barbarism shows that during the reign of uh, Ramses II, Ursa. His imperial reign, we were throughout that region, out that entire region. So, yo, and then we can go to George G. M. James, who shows how we set up 
temple throughout that region as well as South America, which is now called this region here in North America, blah, 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 Asia, what is called Asia, which we want to call India, the Dravidian, all that. So, you know, that's where I'm at with you. Black power? Black power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all, want, y'all, y'all still building? Yeah, we still building. I just, I'm not going to. Uh... We agreeing. Oh, shit. Here I go. The, you yeah. know, but. The lab can play devices, so we agree on, yeah. you know, just using different terminology. Black Power, y'all hear me? I'm, yeah. All right, all right, my bad. I was on mute. I'm talking. I thought that y'all was quiet listening to me. And to Brother James came in and said, yo, y'all building. <laughs> well, listen, right, this is all I was saying is that um, I went to Yale one time, and at Yale at the uh, museum, the gallery in there, it was um uh, they had um Minoan, you know, they had the whole they had a, a section where they were showing some of the Minoan uh, archaeological remains. And one of the interesting things was that you would see the Minoan painting themselves as being black with blonde hair, being black with blue eyes, being black with just wavy, not I'm saying like uh, very aquiline looking with very white-looking features, but with dark skin. You know what I'm saying? Where it was something that was distinctively not, that's not an African, but it's not, they, the painting wasn't white like it was a, uh, like a pale white uh, European. And, and if I can find, I might be able to find some on, online. But let me look at, you know what? I don't know what I'll do. I'm looking to my pictures on Facebook because I know I put them pictures in there. Yeah, that's exactly what I saw. Um, not having um like peppercorn hair. Yeah, yeah, no peppercorn hair, but black and black and dark in color. I'm not even gonna say black, but like a brownish and then like a reddish tone color, like and with that with that uh, wavy hair. You know what I'm saying? I would, you know, I'm going to just throw this out here, right? You know, we we looking at this stuff, and history is written by the motherfucking victors. You know what I'm saying? History is written by the victors. 
But I wouldn't fail to say that there might have been Dravidians up there first, that, the, that the, these people who was dark like that, because remember, them people were still over there. And they had a cultural system that the white people who came up started to take, those, take use of. So they automatically knew that they had a natural connection to them, to them uh, people over there. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Even when you look at even when you look at Christopher Columbus's pictures, even when you look at the motherfucker who was used for the picture of Jesus Christ, when you look at the stock of Europeans at that era, they was white, but they didn't hold the the the, the image that they hold high of being white with the blue eye, blonde hair. Mm. That's yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. You know, so I think that I think it's some history. Well, I, I think they played a, a very deceptive role when you look at how they infiltrated the Americas. They just dressed funny because when you look at when you look at the stock at that time during the world, remember, remember, white even white skin as we know it now has whitened up in the past seventy five years, meaning. You can see the yellow stock of the Chinaman back then. My pops be telling me some shit. He was, you know what I mean? When you look at, I like to use Bruce Lee. I didn't know Bruce Lee was half white. Well, not half white direct, but meaning, his, I think his father was, was Chinese, but I think his mother, one of them was half white and half Chinese. So he wasn't a direct mulatto. But I used him because when you look at his body, my pop be telling me, he said, what's the difference between a, a, a Jap and a Chinese? Japs got long bodies. Chinaman built like an African. He got short torso, long legs. When you look at Japs, we're not talking about Koreans. We look at Japs. That's why they, they when you look at their martial arts, anybody who get down and stay a little bit, they use they use jitsu, and it, 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 they don't use a lot of kicking. Karate got kicking in it, but when you look at like like jujitsu, it's mostly defensive and it's arm locks and and and, and, and uh, throwing and, and how to fall and so forth. It's countering and so forth, like like Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, you just, you just, he's not really kicking. He's really defensive. You see what I'm saying? But if you look at him, he's a cracker. But but he says a Japanese form. Of, of, you know, his body type is good for their art. That's 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 why when we look at the karate wave, for example, it was it, the Europeans was fascinating. Europeans built wasn't good for kung fu or Muay Thai. It was good for karate. Because even when you look at all, this is my opinion, out of all the stocks of Asians, Japs look more like crackers. If you see a round-eyed, and, and they got them, they, they pop, you know, round-eyed Japs, they pop up, you, they got a, a stock that's like a cracker, you'd be like, oh. You, they got, you know, even though they got the high cheekbones and so forth, and, you know, you be like, on the way from, but the features is there. You see the, the point I'm making? Yeah, you know, the body uh, type. Are you saying, saying that? You're saying that he looked like, the, to me, uh, uh, a Japanese with a more rounded-looking eye looked like an Australian. <laughs> now, even when you go to Australia, that's what threw you off with the Australian. See, the Australian, even though, right, they have to put them in another scheme because because they got, when you look at the physiology of, of most Australians, they build like Africans. They got strong, the crackers call, crackers call um, ancestral traits. When you look at the strong brow ridge, 
of Australians, for example, and, you know, fuck that. Let's look at their postcranial, meaning, but, you know, the postcranial is below the cranium. This, this is what I like to study because this is what I, I like to, when they talk about what separates us from other motherfucking species, how we walk upright, right? The Neanderthal, I think that motherfucker was anatomical. He was a quadruped. He he was he wasn't a facultative uh, 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 biped. Meaning 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 he could walk upright, but his main uh, uh, use of locomotion was on all fours in his in his original environment under the conditions in which that created that nigga or, or or seasoned him to what he is now. You see what I'm saying? When you look at Africans, now this is this is a theory that Quacker came up with after studying birds and other traits. He said, when we looked at most species that are in high-temperate climates, they seem to not be fat. They seem to have long limbs and short torsos. And he said this was probably because they had to sweat more and exhibit more heat. When you look at creatures that are in more cold climates, they had, they had longer torsos, you know, being, you know, in the cold one thing you will want to keep cold is, is your organs. The brain going to stay cold as long as the heart is right. You, you see what I'm saying? Stay they warm, have stay warm not cold. Stay warm, huh? not cold. Stay warm. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm off this good cush, but... <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but... See what I'm saying? I don't like to use the term, you know, the term. I'm just saying, we all on, on point. But... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're talking about the lung capacity. Right, 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 right. The lung capacity. When you look at when you when I look at the, the 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 bone, the fossil record, even even when it came to our university, even though that motherfucker was a composite of all Neanderthal bones, because when we look at Grimaldi, man, when we look at Grimaldi, go go type in the search Grimaldi images, and, and, and when you see it, you're gonna see in the fetal position, you're gonna see a complete set of two, maybe three, and you're gonna see their their knees bent. Near the chin. That's fetal position, right? That means burial. Yeah, they was burying. That's why I'm saying. That's why this Neanderthal wasn't no human like that, man. Because them bones, they just died wherever they was at and fell down. The animal ate up half of them, took the bones and shit them out somewhere else. All that mess, man. Well, it's also that the Grimaldi um, was evolved in terms of having the early components of spirituality because that's known as the um, thrice sprint position. And they have found that um, they, they have shown the evolution of that initial reverence to the ancestors leading up to the highest aspect of it, starting with a dozer or step pyramid that Imhotep designed. And, you know, so that's that showing development and 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 mentality. That's showing mind development. Mm-hmm. That's showing a, a civilized person. This was not no, uh, there was no still uh, now creature. Now, this what, wasn't what, creature. What, now, one thing we should do is I'm happy to come in interject. We should stop calling it the Grimaldi man because it actually it's the Grimaldi woman. And her daughters. No, this, they changed it to to Cro-Magnon man because why? When Europeans was coming up with this bullshit, they was also and they uh 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 
male chauvinist fashion. They were saying a woman's bones was too soft to surpass time. So when they found the Grimaldi, and we, they find a female and her daughter buried in fetal position. And then when you look at the earliest cultural material remains in Europe, the Venus of Willendorf. It's of Stadiopagus European, I mean, it's in Europe, but it's of African women as gods. You have no argument out of me with that, King. Um, I just want to also go back to where you were speaking on um, the Neanderthal uh, walk, uh, moving, uh, being mobile by uh, right. propelling force the same right. way. At the same time, Sister Camille, what I'm saying that at the same time, at the same time, you're finding human cannibalism in out of Porco, Spain. Human remains of at least six individuals, meaning while they're anatomical, modern African homo sapiens in that region. In Spain, to the north north is something, the savage nature that's roaming that motherfucking land. Now we know in the archaeological record, they time lapse. So what I'm saying is they wasn't mixing. I'm saying the cracker was hairy as a motherfucker. Hold on, go ahead, Sister Camille. Let's just Sister Camille go ahead and finish the thought. Yeah, I wasn't saying nothing against that. I was actually trying to um, say that I could see that because if um, you, we go by Sheikh Antetiaf's work and the Grimaldi leaving or the African leaving at different stage of, of its um, development um, at Homo erectus, you wouldn't be. Um, completely upright initially in the beginning of that stage at that time period. And I could see um, with the onset of Wormian 2 happening and Wormian 1, uh, excuse me, Wormian 3, the last PlayStation, um, well, it would be before that. It would definitely be um, during Wormian 2, excuse me, in terms of uh, time period because Wormian 1 is approximately 50,000, so before that, right? Um, that Homo erectus in that cold, definitely having the need to be hairy. I could see you, um, um, or not the Homo erectus, Neanderthal you were describing, um, definitely moving in that, moving um, on all fours and Having the same long, um, having the same, um, long arms as our uh, ape does, um, has in terms of this, mo- due to the way it, um, moves. Of, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, now it's important. You look at their culture. It's Europeans that came up with that motherfucking that that joke that cavemen would beat their women in the head and drag them off, right? If they use that, maybe um, there was cohabitation between um, Neanderthals and modern humans, right? That would be the logic I would use. I would say, okay, if that was happening, then if we find... The, the deification in early, like, Anatolia, uh, 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 Turkey, and so forth. 
the Venus of Willendorf and so forth, and we look at these cave paintings, right? When I first seen them, I'm like, these is Africans missing home, trapped in the Ice Age in a cave, and just like niggas in sales would do, you would, instead of you looking at walls, you know, natural stone walls, you would say, fuck it, I'm going to make this motherfucker Africa, right? It would be men who would be deifying and making stone, right? If, I mean, if you if we talking about straight African men, right? Straight in the ice age, right? Now, now, when we look at the theory that they come with cohabitation, and then when I hear the earliest findings of what, of orange bearded man crossing the river, and the need. The need. Why is this orange bearded man coming down there? The European, I mean, the, the Egyptians are saying that they didn't let their queens marry foreigners. If you understand that logic, how is the European cohabit, you know, empower now to some extent? Dr. Clark's point out sex politics. How every time he invade a nation, he plays sex politics after, you know, his main objective is the female. And using the female to spawn off his offspring to fit his political desire. Now, if we understand that as being probably some indicative of his primitive culture, I can see cavemen doing this. Seeing that motherfucking cavemen on all fours, raw meat, new beauty when he's seen it. I'm not saying that, you know, they were massively kidnapping black women. No. But if they use that theory to say we cohabitating, that's going to be the logic I use. Because it falls in line with what brother said, white man raping everything. Even dogs, cats. So he got an issue with sex. And that's something indicative, obviously, that go be that, that was something that was primitive, you know, primitive when he was on all fours that we can see now. Why would that not be his nature doing during his existence in the cave? You know, can can somebody de evolve in terms of uh, being civilized? Depending on uh, 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 environment and conditions placed upon it, most definitely. Because I am a byproduct of the deep civilization of my people occurring by the cracker bees. So why couldn't the cracker bees, all right, or that African who's being called Grimaldi, who's who has the um Agronesian industry when the Ice Age happened, it's not like it was a progressive thing. You know. It it's a, it was um it was catastrophic. You know, it was an onset. <laughs> oh. So for those that did survive, those remains that have been found in them caves in the south of France and other places with ricky bones and that type shit and, and, and what appears to be children, bones of children that have been analyzed to be determined to be the bones of children. Before I go there, I'm, I'm getting off track. Hold on. 
Sorry about that. I mean, the lay in the cushion as well. Just want to throw that out there. But those Africans who were caught up in that cave, why could they have not uh, devolved in terms of behavior? Because we're not talking about 10 years or 20 years. We're talking generations coming into birth. The same way we had generations coming into birth in our captivity here, where the law said we couldn't read or write. The same people who built the Great Pyramid of Giza and other things, who can't, the majority of them can't do that math. So it is possible. It is possible. So and that devolving, being the animal, eating animals raw, raping babies, raping boys, uh, raping other men, raping women, yes, definitely a part of that innate development of that mutated creature that is now called the cracker bee. Without him having to snatch up my ancestors. Him, it, the behaviors that came out of that dumb cave living in there, and we're going to go with that theory of, uh, 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 not the theory, but, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say theory, fuck it, of the Ice Age happening and them being in them caves, devolving in terms of uh, civilization, being civilized, uh, uh, social behaviors, intellectually, uh, definitely. Why would it not occur over time? And then somebody got to explain to me the bones, like, uh, let me get back to that, with the bones that have been found to have rickets in it. Because rickets only happen one way in children. That's vitamin D deficiency. And um, that's the SEL 24A5 gene. And it's been about 20,000 years ago and started developing. It's been 50,000 50, years ago, um, the people who were going to develop that gene we moved out in the waves out of Africa. Well, I'm going to tell you now, uh, with this situation going on, we better leave them out of here. Just to commit, because in a little while, you're going to have a little white kid and, and straight hair and marry him too. For so long has this has this theory hold up. So that again, brother boy, I didn't hear you. After too much time up here in this weather, this theory hold up. We be using to develop something my own self. So I'm I'm uh, as an example. I do not have a, a prognostic notes. 
Now, I'm extra. I, 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 I am beautifully blackened, as my men call me, all right? Now, my man at the, at the current moment, I, didn't, I said men. Let me get that right. Excuse me. You know. But I do feel that is a result. If we're going to deal with Gober's law, definitely it's a result of that. Definitely. All right? In this climate we find ourselves in. Even with the South being warmer, it ain't, you can't tell me that's equated to African hot. Mm-hmm. And who going to measure, like I said before, I mean, who give me the measurements of the radiation that the that Rob was putting out in 2000 B.C., uh, 1 million point five B.C.? Who, going, who, who got that? Mm-hmm. I tell you what we do got. I tell you what we do got. Put this to the uh, record. Coming from a cracker named John Brookfield, human evolution, a legacy of cannibalism in our genes. A new study of genetic variation in the human perion protein suggests that balancing selection has operated on amino acid sequencing, polymorphism in the gene during the 500,000 years. Is this a legacy of worldwide cannibalism by our ancestors? Now, if you listen to that context, he's not. This is a European writer by his people. DNA patterns of the patterns of DNA sequence variation in human populations are the result of migration, selection, and random genetic drift operating as a function of the effective population size. The key word in that was selection and random genetic drifting. Genetic drift operates more among crackers. Given this, the possibility exists of using the structure of human variability to infer something about human migration, selection, and effective population sizes in the past. A new study of DNA sequence variation at the perion protein leukeus 1 has been interpreted as suggesting a sustained heterozygote advantage created by lifestyle of habitual cannibalism, implying a new vision of the lifestyles of our ancestors. One of the most challenging questions about humans is to know the extent to which natural selection operating in our prehistoric ancestry has shaped our present phenotypes and behaviors. Evolutionary psychology tries to explain human behavior in terms of selective advantage conferred by individual behavioral traits. This approach fails or falls into the logical of the biological tradition of trying to explain aspects of an organism's phenotype through the fitness advantage of phenotype gener- generations. Remember, fitness, when they say fitness, genes or alleles operate in the best interest of fitness, that is to successfully reproduce. Um, with humans, however, the explanation of behavior 
in adaptive terms is more difficult than our species as the societies in which we live today are immeasurable, immeasurable different from those in which our gene pool evolved. I'm going to say that. I'm gonna, humans, however, the explanation of behavior in adaptive terms is more difficult than in our species as societies in which we live today are immeasurable different for those in which our gene pool evolved. While we may be adept at hang gliding the genes that make us so unquestionably not shaped by selection against individuals who hang glided unsuccessfully in our evolutionary past. This cracker omitting a whole lot. For this reason, selective explanations of human behavior cannot be judged on the bias of the consequences of behavior for modern humans. Modern humans are Africans, remember that. But other but only in terms of whether the genes responsible would have been favored by selection during the prehistoric eras when our genome evolved. Woo! I'm going to read it again. For this reason, hold on, hold on. For this reason, select, selective explanations of human behavior cannot be judged on the bias or on the basis of consequences of behavior from modern humans, Africa, but only in terms of whether the genes responsible would have been favored by selection during the prehistoric eras when our genome evolved. That means modern humans is around, but we can't judge the behavior of these new motherfuckers because that's when their genome evolved. And for this reason, many have speculated about the, quote, environment of evolutionary adaptiveness, the, quote, hypothetical Pleistocene environment to which our genes were adapted by selection. While some insights into our lifestyle during the time of the environment of evolutionary adaptiveness can be gleaned from the studies of hunter-gatherers living today, that's the Quaykoi in Africa. And from the archaeological record, this can never be known with certainty. And I'm going to leave it at that. Hold up. No, say the last sentence again. It can never be known what? Listen, listen to what this cracker said. With some, while some insights into our lifestyle during the time of the environment of evolutionary adaptedness can be gleaned from studies of hunter-gatherers living today. Only hunter-gatherers living today are the koi koi, right? And from the archaeological record, this can never be known with certainty. This is obviously a problem for the adaptive interpretation of human behavior as it is very easily hypothesized Selection having operated on the arbitrary behavior by making appropriated guesses about the nature of environment of evolutionary adaptiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Now, please, somebody translate that for me, uh, Brother Solomon, or somebody... 
at the end of the at the end of the day. It, it backs up what I I said. Um, where I, my position is in terms of him not saying that he come out of the goddamn cave. All right. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, the amino acids, I would my other uh, hypothesis would be just that that the amino acids in their stomach would definitely have to change because of how they are existing, being fucking animals, eating each other, cannibalism, and the whole nine for survival. So I appreciate him directly uh, helping me to continue on the path I'm on. I'm sure. Now, this cracker keep going. He says, there's, however, a completely different and complementary. Hold on. Let me get to the light. Let me get to the light. There is, however, a completely different and complementary approach to discovering the lifestyle of our ancestors, one which starts with identification of selection and moves from this to infer about lifestyle. The, the idea is to identify genetic variability with known fitness consequences in present-day populations. Did y'all hear what I just Remember I told you, fitness is the ability to reproduce, right? Meaning, the cracker said this. He omitted this to me, Queen. He said this right here. He said, evolution, he said, he said natural selection works to maximize the fitness of every species, which means that natural selection works only to maximize your probability of multiplying your species, right? That's that's that's, that's the breakdown, right? This cracker says, one which starts with the identification of lifestyle. Let me read this again. There is... However, a completely different and complementary approach to discovering the lifestyle of our ancestors. One which starts with the identification of selection. Selection falls on the female. Remember this. Fitness, the maximized fitness is for the male. So he has the best probability of having the best potential sperm, right? But the selection always falls on the female. She determines what's dominant. In terms of what should be passed on, what should be passed on to the dominant trait. Anything that comes on about what we think now is a later cultural manifestation. But let's just, let me get back to this. One which starts with the identification of selection and moves from this to infer about lifestyle. The idea is to identify genetic variability with known fitness consequences in present day population. What, Fitness populate. What, what, what kind of fitness consequences exist in present-day populations? That's the question, right? And to use the patterns of variability to infer something about selection in the past. This infers can be drawn about the lifestyle that would have been necessary for such selection to have been operated. A remarkable new study provides an example of this approach. The dramatic occurrence of a new variant called Kutzel-Jacob disease, CJD, in the UK, has led to the studies of a genotype 
of the infected individuals at the perion protein locus. There is a polymorphism. No, 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 before I get into this shit, he said in order for them, they're looking for the weakest gene. What's the weakest gene that's respons- responsible for the creation of the weakest gene is the failure of fitness, the consequences of fitness in present-day populations. In present-day populations of Europeans, you find shake-up disease. What was I saying earlier? Europeans got a long track record of neurological diseases on the nervous system. You see what I'm saying? Before they use color to make the variation between us and them, they're going to go to the nervous system issues that they find their DNA, meaning they got high. You, you can be, you have light skin tone, but if you got a high variation of mitochondrial DNA from African women, you'll be all right. You see the point I'm making? They trace their lineage back to cavemen and Neanderthals. Too. These motherfuckers having wicked problems with their bones and having the same nervous system issues up to date. Now, what's ironic is, I'm tying this in the context of cannibalism. If anybody knows about cannibalism, have you heard of people who are against cannibalism? They they have the shakes. Anybody ever study that? People who over time eat a lot of cannibalized meat, they be shaking and shit, they be having nervous system problems. Yeah, from eating that. I forgot what that corona or corona, whatever that little shit is in the brain. That's the consequence, because otherwise, motherfuckers would be eating meat, right? Niggas would be eating pure meat, right? But what's the consequence? You have nervous system issues, right? Mm. Nervous system issues like Jacobson's disease. Why am I saying this? Because this is cracker fighting to say that, quote, what's the title of the article? Human Evolution, a Legacy of Cannibalism in Our Genes. Damn. I got this I got this book on them don't eat each other too poor. Cannibals are king. I'm not going to pull it up. He's saying that I just got four of them that I'll break this book on. So they cite me clear as day. This was going on. We're eating each other. And we're talking about our genes. We're not talking about mine. But they make a distinction, but they don't tell you that they're making a distinction. You have to pick up on the distinction. Brother Solomon, what's going on out there tonight, sir? Peace, Sammy. I'm chilling, man. What's good with y'all, man? Um, uh, you know, we we was building on the reasons why we're gonna have to build our own story. That regardless of how much information we get, and information keeps coming up, dates keep changing, times keep changing. We try to put a finger on it, but at the end of the day. We're going to have to come up with our own creation story. When we talk about but we can't find no dates. So to the Koreans said, I think the best thing to do is just say, uh, we've been here longer than they, can, than they can find the time for. Mm-hmm. 
And not only are we diversional, we have the most genetic variation, positive genetic variation. I have to put that out there because Europeans have genetic variation as well, but they shit is through genetic drift and it's recessive, and it comes in the forms of sicknesses, uh, physical deformities. You see the point I'm making? Yeah, I got you. So people who are doing that know, know that they can, you know, if they, you know, if you're an African and you can go DNA look at so forth, your blood and so forth, they can make a more precise on where you come from because our bone, our fossil record is there, our DNA, our DNA because we're still here. Not only, you know what I'm saying, we, we got bones that go back millions of years. They saying, like you were saying earlier, 200,000 years, but if it's a quarter of a million, that means it's really a half a million. You know what I mean? And if it's really a half a million of what they found, it's probably something that's older than that. So we'll just say that we always were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if using the reference, you can all, you know, that's why that's what that's why they always make discoveries because we're still here. And as long as we're still here, they can tie back in the shit. Now I'm I'm gonna digress, but it's 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 invalid it's valid to prove the point. Hitler brought in into in, in uh being the notion of love banks coming from eugenics, right? This nigga was never killed. This nigga, well, he said this ain't killed himself. When you look at what's going on now, you look at certain myths and what's going on, that's what's going to be the end to come. It's going to be somebody who's going to be, who gonna, they're going to they gonna genetically create some motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? He's going to have, have genes of Hitler. He's going to have genes of Ronald Reagan. He's going to have genes of all these motherfuckers. And he's going to come in the, you know, a good movie to watch was was Frankenstein, right? And the new twist they put on Frankenstein was that the devil wants Frankenstein because he, even though he was scientifically created, he hollow. He ain't got a soul, so he could be possessed by any spirit, whether it be under, you know. You see, what I'm saying when you understand that, you see this conflict Europeans have that our people get into context with. You know, with uh, people who be speaking on these secret societies and so forth, and them invoking spirits, Europeans are more able to do that because they hollow vessels. To the point, you know what I'm saying? On the spiritual form, you know, spirits can fuck with us, but it got to be one that's strong, and we have to invoke it for us to for it to really take over our, our bodies to some extent. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. If they're more impacted by negative energy type of uh, phenomena, then we're susceptible. We're not susceptible to the same type of uh, overpower phenomena. I won't even say negative energy because when you look at... I'm But as an example, when you look at the anatomy of a cell, the relationship between electrons and, and, and protons have to function on some kind of balance, right? Mm-hmm. It's the neutrons. You see what I'm saying? When you look at, I may be wrong. I don't know if it's the proton or neutron one. Crackers are making these motherfucking atom bombs. And when they split uh, in this cell and harnessing the energy from this from this splitting, half the time it's either a neutron or a proton. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, no, it's all good. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Because because even 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 electricity will ground out. So you can have a big ass uh, 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 electromagnetic bomb, but if you don't have it functioning properly, that motherfucker will ground itself out. You know what I mean? You got the capability of of, of being like a hundred thousand lightning storms at once, or it can ground itself out. And you won't get shit. That's the electricity funny like that. You, you, if, if it has something it can measure to Ground it, it will get it will get grounded. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's that hot wire, that hot wire. Either po- I think it's positive or or, or the, the the negative neutron. Like like you got a car amp for example. You know that spark you get. That spark comes from the positive, not the electric. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think crackers can even um. They can even determine the weight of, of protons and electrons. I think electrons are a little heavier. I think that's why when an electric storm comes, it's from the ground up. See what I'm saying? But I'm just digressing. I'm going to go ahead and pass that mic. Black power. <laughs> but, yeah, family, you know, like I said earlier, just a couple moments ago, man, you know, we, um, we come to the point where we're going to have to make our own glory. We're going to have to create our own uh, legacy for our children to know here. We can build off of that, which was already here, but we're going to have to uh, encompass uh, a more warrior spirit. We cannot uh, rely on uh, empirical and scientific data alone to create our thought on who we are, what we are, and what our vision should be. So uh, that's, you know, that's definitely going to be the, the main move we're dealing with this um, whole topic of every two, every every couple uh, every couple of days the science change and a couple thousand years get knocked off. Only when it comes to the African. Because to this day, there is no uh, Cro-Magnum past 20,000. There is no uh, Asian prototype past 15,000. You just read a Cracker Beast that added 5,000, made it 20. Can't go past that. But we dance sure enough can by millions of years. Yes, something that Diaz says regarding the Neanderthal, because this is where I, you know, I don't trust nothing that the, the, the crack of these states. I'm just going to click this real quick, real short here, and go that, um, they came up with this pre-sapien bullshit to try to help explain the existence, right? I'm paraphrasing. That's me right now. So he goes, the soul, so the pre-sapien disappears for 350,000 years without leaving any descendants, and one has to wait until the beginning of the worm glacier period around 80,000 years ago to see the emergence of the Neanderthal, who then suddenly disappears 
around 40,000 years ago as well, without leaving any descendants either. At the same time that the Homo sapiens, namely the Grimaldi Negro, enters Europe 20,000 years before the appearance, and in parentheses, probably by the mutation of the Negro, of the first traces of Comagnon, the ancestor of the present day European. Well, the Grimaldi man is supposed to be in existence at 80,000. We are homo sapien definitely at 150,000, according to the, the, the fossils that they've got. Now, they now got to it's interesting you brought that up, Queen, because remember, I, was, I don't know if you remember a while back I was telling you about the cracker who was telling me if I ever cited Shake It to Dior, he'd give me an F on the paper, right? He told me that. I started looking at what the fuck he was saying, like you said, that, that, that quote you were saying in regards to the time lapse on two different species. In my opinion, y'all can look this up right quick. That's when they came up or probably fabricated this motherfucking thick Nisi. It says go back 1.7 million years, and it's in uh, Cassian Sea, thick Mises. Just type in 1.7. Million years, 1.7 million, and then type, I think it's D-I-M, type in D-I-M, and it, it's a pop-up. And tell me what y'all see, and I'm going to be quiet. And then, and then I'm start to It's spelled dim, Digmisi. It's D I M I S I, something like that. So you type in 1.7 million years, then D I M, it should pop up. Where you say foul? Where at? Somewhere in the Caspian area, Eurasia type area. Hold on. I just typed it in my on my phone while I'm talking to y'all. Let me let me, get, let me spell it out right. They got a human. They make a rise. again, make a it's Dig Mises. It's D I M something. It was found in Dig Mises. Uh, uh, that's that's what it's called, Dig Mises. But it's one point five. Just type in somewhere. Uh, uh, Google Scholar. Type in uh, early hominid. Got it, Queen. I found it. Yeah. I found okay. it. Now, 
just read the backdrop on the first architect and then architecturalize what the fuck they're trying to do. Go ahead. Hold on, I'm on my phone. Let me pull it back up. Okay. It's spelled D M A N I S I. I'm on Wikipedia and I'm looking at the picture of, you know, their illustration of what the Peking man may have looked like. You know, they're they're calling this um the early hominins and and they're saying it believed to have lived in East and Southeast Asia for 1.8 million years to 40,000 years ago. Their now, what's important about that, before we get into more details, the time in which it's found in, because it's 1.7 million years, that means it's in a certain category. It's called, right? I think I, I might be off. I should I should know this, but I might be off. 1.7 million years. That's Homo erectus, right? Very much so. So, all, by them by them providing that, all that they're saying is that on one hand, politically they're saying we all came from Africa. Scientifically, we different. Now go ahead and read that shit. Just come here. Yeah. I, I had actually been saying um you need to, to, to see this All right. Um let me get this my uh, And it's spelled D A M. Yeah. Spell it one more time. D A M. No, 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 A. D M. A N I S I, something like that. D M A N I S I. Homo erectus from Denise, modern Republic of Georgia, and caucus. That's what I wanted in the caucus. That changed the whole. Okay, here we go. Now go to the go to the, the archaeological records. Uh, just uh, come here so we can so we can see what the bones. What the, what the fuck? Do they got one or two? Is it a family? How many bones did they say they found? Okay. Before I go, I just want to say this part here, which is very interesting, because it says that um, when describing the Caucasus, which is a land corridor that led to North Asia from Africa and Near East or Middle East, which we know is Northeast Africa. So let's throw that out there. Now, click on, I'm on my cell phone, click on the link of the Encyclopedia Britannica family. Let's get a general reference. Uh, uh, of what the fuck they're talking about, right? Like, sister, uh, uh, you see it, Sister Camille, when you type it up? I was in Wikipedia. Okay, yeah, yeah. Open up another little window and type in, type in Degnesi and go to the Encyclopedia Britannica and get it. Let's get it quick and read that off. Read, read off what you what okay, they say. Okay, all right. Let's click on that. 
Brother Boy, you got it? No, I got it. I'm sitting here reading a whole other link. About this human, about the human finger. Um, Sister Camille, you're just talking about Wikipedia, right? Yeah. She read Wikipedia. Somebody right. read from the Wikipedia a, a reference that, that on deck. That means I, I got the I got the spelling right right here. I can spell it for you. It's D A. Like she said, it's D Man I S I. Yeah. D Man I S I. Yeah, Now go to the Wikipedia and click on that link, and somebody read that. Okay. Demisi Archaeological Site, Georgia site of Pelo um, Anthropological Excavation in Southern Georgia, where in 1991, a human jaw and teeth showing anatomical similarities to Homo erectus were unearthed. Now, it's funny. After that, you see, it says European fossils. Homo erectus, homo erectus. Hominid. Although it has been recognized for some time that Africa, as well as Asia, was peopled by at least one of the eight, well, homo erectus, the situation in Europe is less clear. I'm sorry. Woo! See? Them, them trying to, I put that in the context of, of what uh, Jacob the Deal was saying, and it further, even without, you know, when they made this statement that we're different and y'all different and we pulling over y'all, it was out of arrogancy and it was really out of social order and power, right? When the scientists came, they said, we, you know, we all come from Africa, but science is Science is also saying it's a difference. You see what I'm saying? Between the two. And if you listen cleverly how Europeans talk, the more they're finding about us, the more they're finding about themselves and how they ain't, how really they can't fathom or, or, or support the idea of evolution. Exactly. That's why. That's why Second did up when he, when he first when he, to, 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 to make it easy for you to understand. He said, "Evolution don't strike twice. It don't work like that. It, it creates a species. It, it will change it through natural selection, but it will never. You, you see what I'm saying? Create two or three of the same species. That original species will always fall back to origin. See what I'm saying?" That's why it, 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 it. When, you, when, you, when you understand that, you say, okay, how do we do that and, and manifest it and contextualize it? Mitochondrial DNA. The mitochondrial Eve. See, when they say the mitochondrial Eve, they're still caught up in the religious paradigm that they can't escape from. So even when they find DNA that says that it was one black woman that we all got the strongest genes from, it must still fit within some context of being religious. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I got the, I got the, um, I got the, um, the, um, Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, on, um, what's the Dionysus? Dionysus? Right. Go ahead, brother. Uh, it says, um, 
I think this is uh, in the context of what you were saying. It says, uh, um, the excavation and analysis of a fully complete hominid skull dated to 1.8 million. And I'm reading the last paragraph. It says, the excavation and analysis of a fully complete human so hominid skull dated to 1.8 million years ago stirred controversy within the anthropological community in 2013, the skull's facial features and uh, I guess it's a dental or dentition show several show uh, several show several characteristics of Homo habilis, and his brain case was shown to have many features also found in Homo erectus. The researchers who reported these findings concluded that there was only one lineage of homogeneous that spread from Africa to other continents. Their findings, their findings suggested, in other words, that the early evolution of Homo, habilis, Homo erectus, and others was characterized not by distinct species, but by different variations of the same species. Now, that's... In Africa... Well, well, this, this you know, I, they saying that this was found in um, uh, the site of paleoanthropological excavations down in southern Georgia, where right. in 1991 a human jaw and teeth showing anatomical similarities to Homo erectus was unearthed. I understand that, and I'm saying right, but I'm, I'm dealing with the fact that you don't have no continuity. That that's an African that they found out there. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a European. That's not a Neanderthal. Now, brother, brother, now, before, before, before we say what it is, all we know in terms of saying what it is, in terms of being a homo sapien, brother, brother, uh, or something what was the brain size? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading right now. Now, before you even get to that, because it's classified as being something similar to Homo habilis, it has a brain, a small brain. But that that, that, that that doesn't matter. The point being that they're trying to establish is two theories that's out there. The out of Africa model. Somebody can type that in out of Africa model, and then I'm looking for the other one. I'm to make sure I get it right. My spelling I'm off this good cush. I think it's the regional continuity model. To give you a quick overview. One model is saying we all evolved out of Africa during the late time of archaic Homo sapiens, which was the um, Homo, I'm supposed to know this, because I got a test coming, I'm supposed to know this. It's Homo Rudolphensis or something like that, if I'm not. Oh. It, says, uh, it says, in addition to the jawbone found in 1991, two skulls were recovered in 1999, exhibiting the relatively small brains, flat foreheads, and low cranial profiles characteristic of Homo erectus. Indeed, the fossils are close in their morphology to similarly aged specimens from Eastern Africa. My point exactly. All I'm saying is that for them to even say that it's a uh, it has a um, appearance of Homo habilis slash Homo erectus to me doesn't disturb me because. And you see the evolution, or I don't want to say evolution, but you see the um, evolvement of 
the homo village, to the homo rectus. Now, when you say homo rectus, is that not another name for the Grimaldi? I mean, no, 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 no. Grimaldi, come, Grimaldi is me and you now, Sister uh, Camille. Listen to what I'm saying. They, they, they characterize the Grimaldi as a homo erectus. Don't they fall into the classification of homo erectus? No, no, listen to what I'm saying. No, 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 listen to what I'm saying. Grimaldi, man, is the anatomical African in Europe. Remember, we, to keep you in context, certain time frames refer to certain species. Homo erectus falls within a certain time frame. When you look at, when you look at the Grimaldi man, Grimaldi man, what's the time period on Grimaldi man? Somebody put it up. I'm going I'm to I'm tell you before you look it up. The first anatomical modern human African goes back 200,000 years with this brain. Me and you right now on this phone, we, we've been doing this for 200,000 years. Ain't no pre-hominoid that is prior to us that they, they tie us into. That's the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. Because at the same time we find me and you fifty thousand years ago in Europe, in a cave, it's motherfucking aerosols running around. Even if we did mate, even if we did mate, we two different species. How the fuck it, that's my point. Ain't no way. Okay. Ain't no way the, the, the female African gonna hold the seed or the female in the end of two different species. So we throw that theory out the door. Mm-hmm. You're right about the Grimaldi. The Grimaldi is um a part of the sapiens. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will say I will say then the Homo erectus is the um Astro um, again, coming right, out. Right, right, right. Now you won't. Now you won't. See, the other Africa model says that we left Africa during the late Homo Amplifier. Know this. Let me let me get it right before I, before I get my technology over because it's certain categories, right? When I look at the fossil record, the only one I can see that looks more like us. straight. Let me let me find it first before I even mention this name. Then y'all can look it up. Then y'all can look at the imagery because the brain case is the same. It's a it got a big brain case. It don't have no big sup. They mean they got a. It has a forehead. It doesn't have the um classical features. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Homo. I was right. Homo Rudolphensis. Oh, Homo Rubensius, yeah, that, that's the one that they say look like us. Homo Rubensius, yeah. When they when they do the when they when they take it, he the only one. Like when I when I was looking at these um, recreations of the different of the different like uh, human species that they say that they are. When you look at Homo Rubensius, that's the one that they make look just like a Corsa. Now, thank you. Now, when you look at Rudolph Francis, fuck, fuck with the recreation. One thing I learned from the crackers was when I took that class on studying human bones, I made it my business to know differences within within human, human hominids, right? Because one of one of the things that the cracker tested nigga on was if you found a human skull, we talking about humans, we ain't talking about 
hominids or, or, or the animals, which I'm just right now. Tell the difference between a female and a male, right? Males got the gabula, it's very protrusive in males. The back part of the skull, the back part of the male skull with the neck muscles attached is very robust. You see what I'm saying? But in terms of early hominids, though, the funnel bone, which, you know, the front part of a skull indicates a forehead in offense. Even Rudolph Fisher's got more of a forehead, in my opinion, than Homo erectus. Mm. But you know they cut off Rudolph Fisher's beard? It's going to fuck you up. It's going to steady kill niggas. It's a pygmy twat. Mm. Well, that's interesting you said that because the height on it was kind of short, too. Like five, three, or something like that. With the high, the tallest of them, and that, and, and that's how he made for a twat. Now, but they were like fine, four, I, six I, I, five, did, I did a PowerPoint. I did a PowerPoint uh, today for a class, or after history. I was showing uh, all African uh, after history being found in America, and I was pointing out the pygmies. When you look at the pygmies, the twat they found. On the equator, meaning, when you, I'm, I'm, I was looking for just the general phenotypical type. And when I looked for the phenotypical type as a general, I kept finding them in Asia. I found them in certain parts of Mexico and Africa. But when, when I put them on a global map, I said, these motherfuckers are all on the equator. And then I kept finding legends and myths to support them. I said, okay. And then when I, when I kept looking at Rudolph Fences, where it was found. Now, what's fucking Europeans up? Somebody can pull this up too. It's Java. Java. Somebody type in Java or uh, human remains. Yeah, I know you're talking about the Java man. Remember, a few, a, few, a few weeks ago, I think a while back, we did a show, and I was telling y'all about that Batman series I watched with this nigga named uh, uh, Vandal Savage, right? Vandal Savage says, he was a Neanderthal. He a comical figure. You said he was a Neanderthal who was in the island of Sumatra. Mm-hmm. It's a motherfucking uh, 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 goddamn meteorite shower, and all his people got scared. And, and he, he he ran to one of the meteorites when he seen it fail, and it was hot, and he slept next to it because it was warm. And when he woke up the next day, he had noticed that his intelligence had changed. And with that new, this new intelligence, he riled his motherfucking people up. And when he riled his people up, now the context that he's talking about, he's talking about what's going on present day. And he's telling this story, he's telling these crackers about how we're going to use the sun to destroy a third of Earth's population. And they asked him why. And it was the it was the Martian's relative who said that nigga, you think you a motherfucking immortal? He said I am. And he got to talking about when he, you know, why he wanted to bring about this genocide. He said a long time ago I've been a lot of things. I've been a thief, a doctor, a carpenter. And then the Martian said, but you've always been a conqueror. And he smiled. And when he said, I'll play that for y'all in a minute. When he, when he said that, he said that 
it was peaceful in my time. When you look at the Sumatra, Sumatra is right by Java. I when the stuff was talking, I started smiling. I said, "Wow." Mhm. Okay, I just want to um, correct myself. Um, the Australopithecus was not around. Uh, was not the Homo erectus. In fact, it was several million years older. The Australopithecus gracious and robustus time period is approximately five million, five million to five hundred thousand years to two million years. The Homo habilis, this is all what was discovered in Africa. Homo habilis, two million, two point five million years ago. Homo erectus, one million years ago. Then you have what was found, um, the Homo one, Kinjira, one um, 150,000 to 100,000, um, excuse me, 130,000 years ago, Homo sapiens sapiens in Africa. You have a plum shake on the Diaz. And speak civilization of barbers. The further they date back, the bigger the rabbit hole going to All right. Brother the last season wanted to put in. Yeah, yeah, I just want to uh, contextualize that so people can see what we're talking about. And, and, and nothing to put out there. Brother Solomon was, was describing, and we were describing a lot of the, the, the actual fossil remains. Watch the trickery. Watch the trickery. They tell you that. In terms of what can survive time, the remains of humans, the one thing that will survive time is the durability of teeth. So you find mandibles, teeth, right? Now, when it, I found this very intriguing. When it comes to some of the fossil records of Neanderthals, you got some that got a nice teeth record, but in terms of showing the progression from homos, homo habitus or homo erectus in, in, in outside of Africa, the teeth are missing. The front pieces of the skulls are bashed in. It, and I asked the question in class. I was like, in terms of the finding, I know most of the time when these archaeologists, when they find things, they put patents on it with their names. But oftentimes these patents don't justify different species. You see what I'm saying? What's, what can we say about the genetic, you know, in terms of the fossil? When we look at the bones, when you study the bones, is it a different species? Before we can make that assessment, we got to say, is there enough bone to make that assessment? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When it comes to early hominins, that they tell you 10 million years of fucking hominins found in over Ethiopia, South Africa, uh, Chad can fit in two shoeboxes. So in terms of them trying to put us evolving, 
seven million years ago from apes, that's thrown out the window because it's not an archaeological record. But in terms of this Homo erectus, even even Homo, uh, 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 the before we get to the Homo, uh, they put it in different categories, which confuses it as well. That's where uh, Ngozi come in, but Ngozi don't Ngozi put and regurgitating with the Europeans saying they books, but he don't make his own conclusions like we're doing today. See, right now we we looking at what they say, comparing it, and it's not making sense to their motherfucking science. You see what I'm saying? And that's really, that's called analytical thinking right there. That's called critical thinking. When you can say, okay, what is what is the what is the general consensus of Europeans saying about evolution? Okay, we got that down. Now, what are they using in terms of fossil record to support this evidence based off the motherfucking theory they said? You see what I'm saying? The African can do that because we are absolute people. Once we get the motherfucking, once we know the rules of the game, we can master it. That's all we need to know. What's the parameters? How are we measuring this shit? Well, that's why when you give us something like the Bible, I'm digressing because I'm putting a power mic there. When you give us something like the Bible that doesn't have any, it doesn't have any parameters, and you're giving a, a creative people that type of book, it can go anywhere, and it can be interpreted any way the individual wants to be interpreted. And why would you argue an individual's interpretation? You see what I'm saying? You can't argue that. That's all. That's, that's all belief. How you how you interpret it is built on your perspective, and your perspective is just that's what it is. It's your perspective. It can never change that. One never tried to. Right. Now, I'm I'm getting my hair cut today. I'm at the barber shop, right? In my uh my barber cop, the owner Joe, he from Mississippi. So me and him chop it up, right? Because most of our folks from down south, they got that good African proverb type of of knowledge where it's short, simple, and sweet. Mm-hmm. And, and he hear me talking how I'm talking, and he helped me refine making it simple for the people, you know what I'm saying, so they can understand. He, he once told me, he said, now, you know, man, why you going to the, the schools to learn how to talk a different language so when you come back to your people, you talk with a forked tongue. Even if it ain't, he said, and, and they fucked my mind up, he said, even if... You didn't intend for it to be a forked tongue. If you don't watch it, the cracker will use you as one. You see what I'm saying? He said, make mm-hmm. it plain. He was saying, mm-hmm. the situations, he said, what make you different was, you was, he said, as a parent, how do you feel knowing? He said, you've came to conclusions that ancestors have came to years ago. He fucked my mind up when he said that. Ain't nothing new under the sun, right? He said, now, the Europe, he said the African got to have at least two different personalities to function because how is it that our ancestors knew this and still had to raise us as children in the society? No one is bullshit, but still having to find a way to get out or, or, or make it it's because we knew the rules of the game. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Meaning... Meaning, in another context, meaning, even though we can take nothing and really make it out of nothing, something or nothing, because all, all, if a nigga had a part-time job in a hustle, you, and if he consistently had that, without any interruptions, in a year, you would see him riding a Bentley. I only use a Bentley because that's what the youngsters need visually. But meaning, 
We can get that. His genius can get that because he knows American lie better than anybody. So there has there there you have man man got to get fired from that job. Even even our family members who, who keep a straight path, you're gonna have to get fired from that job because you you can take little and make work miracles. We learned that from grandma. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know when we look at the, the history, a lot of our grandmas was cleaning white folks' houses and so forth, but they had the cleanest house and better furnished houses and crackers ever dreamed of. That's why they had the first interior decorators as black women. In terms of in terms of what makes a home a home, I, I use that to say what you know why why root crackers how you know. Black, you know, they don't feel it's not a home without the black woman there to some extent, even if she's a servant. I sleep better at night knowing that Aunt Jemima's on my watch. You see what I'm saying? Where does this stem from? I'm digressing. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, man, you know this, that um, they, they wouldn't have no home without the black woman in there because the white woman didn't know how to take care of home. She was such a cave woman. So we, you know, we we clear on that situation right there. Why we to beat her and her man were enemies inside the household? How did Oprah beat Martha Stewart? You gotta know something about this white man. The white man will make a black woman a president and have her so pro white. So she, yeah, she had that whole total man. She she got the total. She 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 she's uh very you know appealing to white people because she got the whole manly outlook. You know her whole her whole. Masala is that other mammy. She does the right thing for white people. She's really there to, to hold you, nurse your baby, mm-hmm. everything you need done. You understand what I mean when I say that, huh? I'm going to say that shit again. The cracker, the first female president or whatever will be a black woman before Bill. The white man will make it to be so. That's crazy, but why? She'll be, she'll be more pro-white. You know, she won't be for us. She may be black in color, but he'll use her before he'll put his white woman out there. Why? Look at the roles that, 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 that they play in their place. He'll use that mulatto mix. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to look and see. Because he, he definitely looked like they about to run that... that uh, the ball dagger, Hillary Clinton. They look like they're about to run the ball dagger. So he said that we were taking foreigners for our wives. Feel me? But we never gave our women foot. And that's something that the more niggas we have. Something that they. Meaning, meaning, to put it in a deeper context, what I'm saying is, the cracker was with all fours, with hair on and shit like that. And over time, he got to the blonde hair, blue eyes through help. The best help that Mickelrock can tell y'all he got was during the Renaissance era when, when the motherfucking Moors was fascinated with them red-haired cracker bitches. I say red hair because remember earlier we were talking about the red hair, the beard man that would come across the sea. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When we look at the downfall of Spain, 
it was it, that's why I like Dr. Claw because he give it to you. He understands sex politics more than that anybody. Here, you know that red hair like that blonde hair, that's just a type of uh, super recessive. Like green like that like that green, real green eye like. Clark said that the more niggas in Spain fell out with other Muslims, right? Now, now listen to how I'm gonna break it down on what was Dr. Clark said. Dr. Clark was saying that you had Puritan African Muslims, Orthodox Muslims in Spain, who had who had Spanish wives where they were trying to make Puritan. You understand the context I'm I'm, I'm setting up? You understand what I'm saying? If you understand that, if you understand that, then you'll understand that the vacuum that will be created next will be for a a Murado type to come in who is not really Muslim, who's not, you know, taking more than one wise, who can play off that because her sister is married to this African Puritan. You see what I'm saying? It was, it was when you look at the, the fall of Spain. It was it was Muslim conflict that Europeans took advantage of. This yeah, I know. Hold on, hold on, Michael. Well, you know, all right, all right, all right. I understand what you're saying, but we just went to a whole other context. My my oh. mind was thinking uh, twenty thousand years, thirty thousand years ago, and you went into the Moors, and then that just was a whole other time period. And my I'm mind said you the same context that happened during the Greek period. Time repeats itself, homie. For those who don't know history, why was the Greeks trying to merge Egyptian culture? And I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Well, like I was saying, you know, I was at a whole other uh, time date, but I understand where the brother coming from. If you, if you're saying that, you know, it's the same type of mannerism where when we went up into uh, the European zone at an earlier date and time and period. We did call the Vermont period or we seen this in the first anatomically correct Africans was our thing. Yeah. Moors have a slave army in Spain. Um, but at the end, of, at the end of the day, though, like I said, like, we're gonna have to uh, definitely uh, get down to the for, for the barn. I put that out there because you find Adam Porco. While, while I'm doing my while I'm trying to write my paper on, go on Google Scholar and type in cannibalism in the end of thoughts. And the site that they're gonna send, send you to is in Spain. When we look at the closest Neanderthals towards the, the, the landmass of Africa, the ones that's geographically close are in Spain, in France, and the Israel. Mm-hmm. That was the breeding ground for them little, for them little creatures. Or oh, they were breeding. They want to brag far up into into that cold region. We we just wanted to get off the uh, continent. Now all you do now all you have to do then after that is now you know where the 
with the closest Neanderthal bones of Africa. Now all you got to do is say, what was the geography like 10,000 years ago? <laughs> what was the weather like? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we have to stay out for another time, another another night. We'll get that in. But like uh, as I was saying earlier, you know, at the end of the day, man, we're gonna have to put together our own um, story, and, and we're gonna have to use utilize more than empirical and scientific data to be able to tell uh, tell our story. You know, we gotta make sure that it's a, a, a total African story and not conflicting with the principles of Africa and where we come from. And so, you know, I think that the first starting point that we should uh, start with is the principle that Sister Camille jumped us off with is that we have no, uh, we have no, we have nothing to tell us when we haven't been up on the planet. So that's the thing that we're working with. We don't know when we haven't been here. So as far as they keep going back, we continuously are being found. So, you know, that's what we're going to work on right there and uh, make sure that we build that as uh, part of the foundation of our children's education in order to move them forward in this ability for holy at the end of the day. You know, uh, we we come to terms with a lot of different information. We definitely, uh, tonight was a nice night. We hit it off real good. Got a, little, a lot of genetic information there for the people. And uh, we'll be back for the house Saturday. And this for the house Saturday, though, we will be uh, ending that uh, Origin of Christianity timeline. We got 380. We'll definitely uh, kill that real real quick. We might touch some of the origins of uh, Islam. Um, but we're definitely going to make sure that we get rid of the uh, nonsensical tales that this book was somehow magically given by God and that's the word and all this, that, and the third. And then, uh, you know, we're going to kill that dead, show y'all who these uh, uh, fakers were and where their origin really lie at. So with that being said, you know, come on in, Slaughterhouse Saturday, that'll be 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 on the west side, the west side. You know, we're going to get it in real nice. Um, come in early to park your seat and make sure you got your computers up so we'll be passing the information out via the links in the chat room. We're going to post that early to let the people know that we'll be paying uh, off that origin of Christianity part two. So with that being said, you know, anybody got anything else they want to close out with? All right, well, we'll close out with a praise and eternal glory to God, be born with the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Uh, BB4, yeah. Cracker in the truck. House Nicker, too. Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get your home all set for the new year so you can set the stage with more style, set the bar more beautifully, and set a more show-stopping table. Let's set some time aside to settle in on a new sofa together because being at home shouldn't mean having to settle for less. And Haverty's Furniture can help you start the new year off right at their holiday savings event so you can create the perfect setting. And right now, everything's on sale store-wide. 